0: to pop collaborate and listen my name is dave fenson happy new year to you if you are listening to this on schedule uh, this should be the first of january 2020 amazing that we've made it this far uh into our first year of pop collaborating listen uh crazy to me that you guys are still listening to this absolutely crazy man even crazier that i'm still alive after the christmas i've just had hope you guys have all had a wonderful christmas if that's the thing that you celebrate or time off with family if not or at least quiet a working time if it's not your thing at all uh anyway so yeah i don't know I'm, i've just been in the wars all christmas i don't know about you guys so it started off uh i, I have a gig on my birthday well for my birthday it took place this year on the 20th of Uh, December Day before that, I went round my dad's house to help him do some stuff on his roof, trod on a screw, six-inch screw, whole centimetre of that went into my foot through my bottom of my trainer. Uh, Then, uh, yeah, so when I was dealing with that same night, I managed to... uh, I was carrying my new puppy, Banjo, up the stairs, had a whiskey in the other hand, uh, foot slipped from under me, managed to land my full body weight on a set of wooden stairs directly on my shin, uh, stubbed my toes in the process... Opposite foot to the one that I'd put my, uh, <laughs> I'd put the nail through. So absolutely screwed myself over there. Then, uh, then on the night of the birthday gig, I went out drinking with Mr. Christopher, Greer, which is always a bad idea. Woke up the next morning with one of the worst hangers I've ever had, threw up and blew out all the blood vessels in my left eye. Uh, so that looked wonderfully pretty all Christmas. But at least it was like a kind of a festive red colour, which went with the green pallor that my skin had uh, and then yeah a, a variety more kind of injuries have taken place across the week but last night I was trying to play with my dog waffles with a new toy of his and uh, yeah again feet went out com- from under me completely landed full body weight and I waste th- 15 and a half stone at the minute so I'm a fat prick uh, full body weight uh, on my hip and I'm getting to the point where I don't know I, I don't fall over anymore I think I had a fall Uh, People look surprised, you know, people look worried. Uh, And in the process of doing that, I managed to twist myself in such a way that I stubbed three of my toes and now my second middle toe is about the size of a golf ball. It's incredibly painful to walk on. Uh, and yeah, so Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you've been less accident prone than I have. Anyway, this week, what have we got for you? Uh, we have got an amazingly fun episode to record. This was the Michael Jackson Dangerous album. I was a big fan of Michael Jackson when this album came out, had some memories of it. uh Look, what I've got to say to you guys, we were a little bit punch drunk by the time we uh, recorded this podcast. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know we swear a lot and you know we say some things that aren't that politically correct. Uh, And Michael Jackson's a pretty big target and we tried quite hard to not make loads of off-colour jokes, but we failed significantly. So if you think that you're going to be offended by those kind of jokes, I apologise in that I don't apologise that much. They're jokes. You know, they're jokes. But if you think you might be offended by those, don't listen to this podcast we're assholes if you've been listening to this for a while now you know that's the case if this is your first time listening listen to a different episode don't judge us on this one we're quite rude in this one but it's a good conversation it's a good conversation about the king of pop um we go into the album in a lot of detail i think i'm happy with the episode as it stands so uh yeah have a listen let us know what you think happy new year to you all again get in contact as always via the social medias and we'll catch you again in the new year i oh, know it is the new year we'll catch you again later in the new year take care Another episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. My name is Dave Fensham. I'm Chris Greer. We're here as always with Waffles, the dog. He's looking quite sad today because he's uh, coming to terms with a, a big change in his life.
1: Well, straight after losing his bowls. that's two big changes in a rule, frankly. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's got he's got a sister. He's got a sister called Banjo. She's another corgi. She's not been allowed in the recording because of our strict boys only policy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're treating this like we're we're ten year old boys and we've got a clubhouse. Treehouse, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're here to talk about uh, Michael Jackson's Dangerous album. We are, yes. And this is the
1: last kind of official solo artist, not solo artist, but actual yeah. artist number one of 1991. So this is the last one of the year, realistically. Wow. I know. We've gone through, this is the 20th episode. So we've gone through 20 other albums ish. Uh-huh. You know, we've had a couple of bonuses here and there. Sure. But we have come to the end of 1991. Realistically, it's been a busy year, hasn't it? It has, mate. Yeah, there's been a lot of different stuff we've talked about. A lot of new things for me, really. Yeah, but uh, no, it's been it's been good fun. It's a good one to end on, actually.
0: Yeah, I've uh, yeah. I mean, it's been a fucking mixed bag, but we we'll, we'll, oh, we'll, I'm sure we'll dissect that at some point in some other thing that we do. Well, I'm sure. So yeah, so right, okay. Michael Jackson's dangerous. Uh, get any got any particular memories of this coming out? Not really. Um, I mean, I'm happy to say that.
1: I remember it coming out, Mm -hmm. because I probably do, but I'm not sure if that's just me going, yeah, I must remember it, because it was a a huge deal. I don't really remember much about this album. I definitely never had it. I've never heard it before. I remember some of the singles when I've been listening through it, which is kind of difficult not to, because there are nine singles on this album. Um, But I had, by 1991... I had no interest in Michael Jackson left. Yeah. Uh you know, I never owned Thriller at the time, but I knew all the singles off and loved those. Yeah. I owned Bad. I had Bad on cassette. It was one of the first actual albums that I owned. Right. Um, because I was mostly just buying compilations of mm-hmm. the best of stuff. Uh but I loved Bad. I mean, but, yeah, so did I. But but by the time this came through, I didn't care and so I completely ignored it.
0: Okay, and I think this is where you being a year older than me probably makes a difference. I reckon so. Because yeah, I mean, I just for a bit of context, I got uh, Thriller on vinyl, and when I was a, I would have been about six or seven years old. Oh I, right, I asked for it. Uh, so like, th- wow. m- my vinyl copy of Thriller, which I've still got, I've had, I got it the oh, same. No,
1: that's just when it came out. Then. Yeah, yeah. I
0: remember, mean, I, t- I got two records. I got two records same year. It, 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 uh, I got Michael Jackson's Thriller, and I got Duran Duran's Arena same day.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I, I've, ones. I've, I've
0: still got both of my vinyl copies of them.
1: Lovely. Wicked. Barely. Right. Were well, those those were some of the very first albums you owned? The,
0: I mean, apart from like a Disney vinyl compilation, the first. Right. Um, and then when Bad came out I went mental for Bad mm-hmm. I, I did a school project I had like a whole Michael Jackson thing right, that brilliant. was up on the wall in school that I did I had like an extra large have you ever seen how skinny I was as a kid yes sir. And particularly as an 11 year old kid I had an extra large Michael Jackson t-shirt bad t-shirt because it was the only one left in the shop and I didn't want to not have the t-shirt oh, wow. fucking insanity that must mate. have been like a tent on you and mate, I look like a ghost Do right you know, yeah. know I mean? <laughs> Funnily, so did my- Michael Jackson in the, eight 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 years, yeah. the most confused clan member in the world (laughs) um and so then when this came out i mean i remember i was working in the comic shop and in my mind i got it the first day it came out right but actually thinking about it logistically it must have been the first saturday because i remember getting it back to the comic shop i was working and putting it on my first listen was downstairs in the 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 back issues basement that's where i listened to it for the first time um so but it was still week of release I mean, I was excited and you, for it. You, so you, you
1: had to have it, we could release sort of thing. Yeah,
0: I was like, I need to have this record. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was like, absolutely fucking got to have this record. Love Michael Jackson. Still like the remnants of the super, fa- in my mind, mm. hadn't made that disconnection at all yet. Yeah. Um,
1: well, I remember you saying in a previous podcast, it was probably the Prince one, yeah, uh, or maybe the Madonna one. But you were saying that in the 80s, your ranking of Prince, Madonna and Michael Jackson. Yeah you would have had Michael Jackson at the top yeah, of those three. It would have
0: been Michael Jackson, Madonna, Prince. Right. And but then
1: is, sw- into the 90s, it completely reversed. Exactly. Right.
0: And and, and remains that way now. Sure. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, in terms of entire body of work, I would say Prince, number one, Madonna, number two, Michael Jackson, number three. Okay. Uh, in terms of absolute highlight singles. You, it's you're still hard to argue with Michael Jackson. It absolutely is. And obviously I think we should make a point at this point in the podcast. Right? All right, okay. I think we're going to refer to this podcast as the we really don't want to get sued <laughs> yeah, podcast. Really right? Please
1: no one right? get in contact.
0: So we're going to be talking about this album in relation to its own merits. Whether you think Michael Jackson is a beast uh, and should be struck from the annals of history or not, I appreciate there is an argument to be had there, right? But this is a conversation that takes place about a record that came out at a time before these revelations, and we are judging it on the merits of that sa- of that album. And we yes. certainly won't be making any ribald jokes about Michael Jackson and his past throughout it. And if they are, you'll, we will probably heavily be beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: it's the sort of thing that we are totally separating the art from the... The paedophile. The, the, the paedophile. <laughs> Throughout this one. So... <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake, we're going to get <laughs> There is, obviously, the, the side of history that would go, OK, let's never speak of this person again. Let's yeah. never listen to his music. That's not where we're coming from today because we're looking at... Piece of work. If, you know, forgive us if the occasional comment does slip out unintentionally. Yeah. Uh, we, we mean no offence.
0: No, we are, we are, and just to be clear, we're not making light of the uh, of the subject in any way,
1: shape, no, or form. No, absolutely not. We're just arseholes. Mate, if you've listened to any of our other podcasts, you must know we're arseholes by this yeah, point. Yeah, we're arseholes. We are terrible, terrible people. With that said, we f- also have opinions on music, which are terrible and you shouldn't be listening to. And we're going to talk about that side of things today.
0: Indeed. Right. So, okay, so this... uh, a few. Should we do the facts and figures about this record? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so
1: this first was number one on the 24th of November. Mm -hmm. um, Followed on from... We've just had Enya and Genesis. Mm -hmm. And then we... Genesis. uh, Genesis, exactly. Then we've got uh, this one. And it was only number one in the UK for one week. Uh, So even though it was the end of November... For the rest of December Queen's Greatest Hits 2 was yeah. number 1 which is why we're not we're, we're we're saying this is the last official number 1 blah 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 of this year. So, one week like I say there's 14 tracks on here, 9 of them were singles. Yes. Which is crazy. Yeah, insane. That's insane. Absolute madness. Uh the, the single releases span November 91 up until December 93. So it's over mm. 2 years worth of time. Yeah, I think
0: globally at. this is the best selling record of 92, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It's Jackson's
1: eighth solo album. Mm -hmm. It's his first since 1975 that isn't produced by Quincy Jones. Yeah, and that's that's important. That's
0: going to be very important as we go through this record. Yeah,
1: indeed. Because one of the, the new producers... Uh, He's brought on board as Teddy Riley. Yeah,
0: probably the the Uber producer of the whole thing. You would say, like even the tracks that he hasn't produced, he has overseen. He's like the executive producer, I think. Yes, Uh,
1: yeah, he co-wrote quite a few of them as well. He's got co-writing credits, and his sound is very overriding in a lot of it. So for me, for the uninitiated. Who's Teddy Riley, Dave?
0: Teddy Riley is the man that was largely accredited with what they called described as the New Jack swing sound. Mm-hmm. Uh he was a member of the group Rex and Effect. Uh was the with the producer behind Rex and Effect. Yep. Worked with uh, people like New Edition as well, worked with Bell Biv DeVoe. I mean, if you've if yep. you've listened to this podcast, you'll be familiar with a with the breakbeat well, from, uh, from from Poison. Poison. Yeah, absolutely. Uh unless you're a, some kind of trademark lawyer and don't sue us
1: um <laughs> yeah but new jack swing was a big deal at this point it was very new it was sort of i would call it diluted version of hip-hop yeah it was i a sharp friendly you know cousin of hip-hop
0: that's exactly what it was i know there was a lot of talk through the you know through the uh hip-hop community at the time it's what they what they called r&b rap and bullshit right sure yeah there was you know there was a real antipathy between uh, the underground hardcore rappers and the New Jack Swing sound—it was a lot more of a club-friendly, a lot more of a kind of yeah. considered a bit more of a kind of a, a ladies' kind a lot of more sound, singing in it. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you had—I mean, chief proponents of it—you'd say like Bobby Brown, obviously, was sure. probably the the number one. Ralph Tresvant, who was an ex-member yeah. of a New Edition, as was uh Johnny Gill, as was Robert Devo. Then you had like Keith Sweat, Rex and Effect. Uh, it was everywhere. I mean, now to yeah. the point of, you know, you've got a movie coming out called, uh, you know, uh, New Jack City. City yeah. And you've got New Jack Hustler, which appears on Ice ts album that came out this year. Sure. It, you know, it's a really ubiquitous sound, but it's it's kind of, yeah, like you say, kind of janky, kind of hip hop beats, lots of kind of orchestral stabs and mm-hmm. samples put together that way. Um, and yeah, like kind of smoother soul vocals. Smooth
1: is the word, isn't it? Yeah, very yeah. much. Stuff like Boys to Man, where, you know, on that new yeah. jack swing tip and they're just smooth all over yeah
0: ABC another bad creation right, sure. all of that kind of stuff it very much laid the groundwork for what would go on to be 90s R&B right sure you know uh, you know it kind of if you listen to like kind of Mariah Carey records mm-hmm. you know you've got that kind of element in some of those as well you know you, everything that's kind of coming out on that on that soul side you know Judesi,
2: right, all yes. of those kind
0: of things it all evolves through into that sound it was always a little bit I mean I I had my moments with it, but by and large it was a little bit smooth for me.
1: Well, that's fair, because it is uh course, if you are a fan of the harder edge of hip hop, yeah, this would be a slap in the face. You'd be like, Well, what you're you know, it's watering down the beats that I love for a mass market, which is what they did and they made a fucking ton of money. Oh mate, they
0: made a fortune yeah. out of
1: it. So yeah, that's Teddy Riley. Yeah. He it was one of the main proponents behind this whole thing. He's one of the, the first people to get in on the ground floor as a producer of the New Jack Swing sound. And Michael Jackson, like I say, for the first time since 75, did not get Quincy Jones to produce this album. Mm-hmm. He specifically asked for Teddy Riley because he wanted to uh, kind of, he wanted to attract the youth market. <laughs> he wanted to uh, be more popular amongst uh, people who wouldn't necessarily have been, you know, around the, the it wouldn't have been kids when Thriller came out sure. and wouldn't therefore be excited by a new Michael Jackson project.
0: And just to be clear, we're saying he wanted to get down with the kids, not that he wanted to go down on the kids. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's a very, very big difference. It's a very
0: specific thing. Yes. And if you're a lawyer, I want you to understand <laughs> what we've said. Um. But yes, it is
1: it's now sold over 32 million copies worldwide. That's this a couple, record. isn't it? Fuck, it's ridiculous. R- one or two. It, it, again, this is... Uh, another one of the best-selling albums in the world ever. If you look on the list, it's right between Adele's 21 and the Dirty Dancing soundtrack.
0: Fair enough. That's where you
1: are on that. It's it's still his third best-selling album Mm -hmm. after Thriller. And so Dangerous sold 32 million copies. Like I say, Thriller has sold 66 million. Yeah, and it's still the highest selling album ever made. Mm-hmm. So that's that's number one in the, those charts. Uh, Bad has sold thirty five million, so it's actually very close to Bad, which mm-hmm. I'm surprised at. I didn't, for some reason, I had it in my head that this album was a disappointment in sales. I don't know why I thought that. No, my own prejudice is coming through. Just go. Well, I'm not interested. Therefore, no one else is. I had it in my head that it wasn't a big seller in the same way that the no. were. The, the, but the, this,
0: this album benefited from a large amount of enormous... This was the peak of the commercialization of music in terms of big celebrity endorsements yeah. and the things that happened. I mean, the, the tour, the Dangerous tour, which I saw him on yes, indeed. Uh, in, at Wembley, was one you know one of the biggest tours ever at that, at that point. One of the most oh, lucrative tours of all time. I mean, I think it included. I'm trying to remember how many dates at Wembley. It was at least at least five. I Fucking think hell. Wembley Stadium. You all know. sold out. Obviously. All sold out. Yeah. Fucking it's crazy, insane, crazy right. times. I mean, he was the first kind of the, the start of the kind of the Super Bowl halftime show thing. Yeah. And that you know obviously that's the biggest, the most watched TV experience. In the world, well, it
1: was because that he was on it that the Super Bowl decided to make that thing every year, wasn't it?
0: Without that, yeah, I mean it's it, it's one of those things. That it, it was such such a popular thing, and it got so many other people tuning into it yeah. that that became a, it's a now, thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Nearly thirty years on, that is now exactly. I mean, tradition. Like,
0: I mean, think about it. I mean, like this year, you know, you start off with Michael Jackson, yeah, and this year, against all the odds, they managed to have Maroon Five.
1: Did they now? yeah maroon fucking man, can you
0: imagine anything worse than that what a
1: cu- maroon four
0: yeah all true, true. <laughs> no what a, actually worse would be maroon calm six down though, Good it's christ like, yeah i mean like you know like even if you believe everything it's like, it, it, like maroon five is still worse than michael jackson
1: <laughs> more crimes in their back pocket exactly yeah, true um just for context on... Like I say, this was his third best-selling album. Both History and Off the Wall have both sold about 20 million copies. So every album that he's released is big. You know, it's all yeah. it's all big selling. But this is towards the top end of his big sellers. Uh, it debuted at number one in America and it debuted at number one in the UK sales of three hundred and fifty thousand copies in the u.s in the first five days
0: that's a lot of copies. that's
1: incredible. that's literally you couldn't empty you know a massive truckload of, of records into a pit faster than that yeah. flying out of the, the, the shops um yeah by january of 1992 so literally what's five or six weeks later the album was sold over four million mm-hmm. in the states so yeah i was entirely wrong this is fucking massive
0: Oh mate, I I knew this was a huge record at the time. Right. I, I I was I was so in into the hype of it at the time right. that it felt like the biggest thing in the world that had happened.
1: And, the, and the, there must have been huge kind of press and billboards and TV ads. I just can't remember them. Oh no,
0: they were they were everywhere. Yeah. And there was there was the whole thing of you know like uh primetime bbc in between shows they're showing new michael jackson video all that kind of stuff you know like you know right. cause all of these videos for these they're all mini films basically yes. yeah absolutely you know i mean um, we'll
1: talk about know. each one as we get to them yeah, yeah. exactly but so that you know, they, you know they were like
0: 10 minute event videos and mm. you know kind of had some of the most famous people in the world in them you know michael jackson was literally like a, just a cash machine just printing Oh, he was. printing fucking cash you know
1: yeah but there's a, a little fact um that in march of 1991 just after janet jackson had signed her to at that point kind of record-breaking record deal yeah uh she signed for 32 million dollars with virgin mm-hmm. uh, in march of 91 and then just days or a week after that she had done that michael jackson secured a 65 million dollar deal with sony for all of his ongoing projects that's
0: crazy because obviously sony had I recently bought Epic, so. well, so, which whoever he was, so yeah. The, but, so
1: they had inherited him, but he had to renego or they had to renegotiate with him, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's what he got. And the thing is, Sony thought they were getting a good deal. Yeah, you know, they were fine with paying sixty-five million dollars. Still the biggest, They knew they were going to make it.
0: Still the biggest. Uh, still well, the most lucrative record deal in history. Still, yeah, yeah to this day, and, and nothing, well, nothing will ever beat it. No, now. because we're in a different place. So. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, totally. Um, in terms of. The um, uh, the recording of this, it took 17 months and it's one of the longest album recording periods that he had done mm-hmm. because they kept kind of tinkering with it. They went back and redid a lot of stuff. There was, you know, some songs had huge amount of overdubs and 160 different takes, all this nonsense yeah. awesome. uh, But it's also funny that for the 17 months, or actually for over nearly two years, Michael Jackson had exclusive 24-hour access to Record One Studios at an estimated cost of $4,000 per day. It's crazy. So man. he was, obviously, the record company was paying that. Mm-hmm. Some days he wouldn't show Well, a lot of days he just wouldn't show up because he didn't want to. And they were sitting around doing fuck all because they couldn't get any further in the production because <laughs> Jackson wasn't coming that day. Yeah. But they're still paying four grand a day, essentially, to keep other people out of the studio. Yeah, They just sort of, no one else could use it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's an up and down story of the production. It sounds like it was an absolute trial for all the people involved. Except Jackson, yeah. Uh, but they got there and fucking made made the money back. Well, you know a But
0: so This is a 15 track out, but it was whittled down because I mean they, they they recorded like what was it 60 or 70 songs.
1: I I read 60 60 something anyway, yes. and then whittled it down to this.
0: So there was like tracks with like LL Cool J and yeah. people like that that didn't make the final cut. Yes, and some of this stuff has what seen. The light uh, yeah, of
1: some that, of it has been out on rarities sets and you know, B sides and that sort of thing. One that uh, apparently was recorded and never released was lisa it's your birthday from the simpsons oh that, really yeah apparently they actually recorded a version of that i didn't know that yeah
0: crazy. That's <laughs> stupid. i mean it wouldn't fit on this album
1: very well would it no, it's, no it doesn't fit on any album it's fucking ridiculous all right
0: so uh is that pretty much it for facts
1: uh, yeah but the only other thing that i've got is that uh it was such a big deal this album coming out that five days before the album's released three armed men robbed a warehouse that, got, that you know, guns, of, guns out well, yeah. and stole 30,000 copies of the album.
0: I mean, who would do that now? Nobody. I, I mean, no one could... 30,000 CDs? Yeah. It's like, oh, I've got 30,000 things I can't give away. They,
1: this is the thing. Surely they must have gone, right, we could go and get some drugs. You know, we could we could sell some, some guns. We could yeah. sell whatever other illegal things. But we're going to make more money if we go and steal... 30,000 copies of Dangerous and flog those on the streets. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, fucking hell. I bet you yeah, they, they did, but they sold them all. But yeah, that's all I've got really for uh, the the background, the
0: run up to this. Cool. Right, well, so let's let's have a look at the cover. We always start with a cover. Um, so, I mean, what we've got here is it's kind of a weird, artsy looking thing. You've got Michael Jackson's airbrushed eyes like in the kind of the background and then you've got all kind of animals as kings and queens. I mean... This when, is
1: fucking weird. It's, it's, a, it's
0: a weird cover, man. When you compare it to the, the last two albums where you just had photographs.
1: Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, like the cover of Thriller, yeah. if you look at it now, yeah. is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. He looks like a twat. Yeah, for you know, sure. Uh, if you look at Bad, he looks like a
0: twat. Yeah. But... This is really fucking strange, mate. This to me feels like something that should be painted on the side of a waltzer. It, uh, yeah,
1: definitely, yeah. definitely. It's all over the place.
0: It's, I, I don't know, man. It feels like something from, you, you know, like those, those. I don't know if you even get them anymore. Those, those like novelty high street shops. You know, you can buy a illuminated painting of a waterfall. Oh, okay,
1: sure, you yeah, know, yeah. You can
0: buy something like that, or you can and buy like a...
1: Jesus pictures.
0: Yeah, or like a TV stand uh, that's got fake chrome on it. And, okay. You know, a, C- a Mr. Seymour butts. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, like those, it feels like something that you should spit buy in one of those shops. Or it
1: looks, to me as well, like someone who's a really fucking huge Michael Jackson fan yeah. has collated all of the things that they know about Michael Jackson, you know, that... He's got a monkey. Uh, he's got these kind of fairground rides. He's got a fairground, and just said to a tattooist who's really bad at his job, yeah. "Just, just do everything. Give me everything on my back piece."
0: I'm gonna to have to stop you for a second there. Just <laughs> point out that a chimpanzee is an ape. <laughs> Have you not fucking seen Planet I, of the Apes? I do beg
1: your pardon. Apes together. <laughs> strong. Right?
0: Yeah. Look, man. Uh, I mean, if I was going to describe this in two words, I would describe it as a gaudy novelty. Totally fair. Yeah. it's Totally fair, mate. It's this. I, I don't think it's a good album cover.
1: No. And it's basically someone has gone, just keep going. No, do, no try something else. Okay, no, do, put this in as well. Mm-hmm. It's like add a two and add a two and add a two.
0: And what's, what seems strange to me is it you know it seems very much in direct opposition to the idea that he's trying to appeal to like an edgier urban market
1: no that's very true you know because he bought yeah.
0: you know Bill Biv DeVoe didn't have an album cover that looked like this
1: no absolutely not you know
0: this isn't this isn't a new swing looking album at like no 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 I mean no one does he's I mean it's quite well executed in some ways I mean it's you know, beautifully painted yeah <laughs>
1: I'm sure there's a lot of work went into it. Yeah, but it's... But my God. It, it's odd, isn't it? It, it? Yeah, I suppose it's... I guess as well, if you just looked into Michael Jackson's brain for a second, you'd see all this flashing lights and...
0: Well, I'm going to tell you what, though, were Because if, if you go back to Leave Me Alone... Right, like yeah, off from which I think was the bonus track on "Bad," which ended up. Oh, I think it was. Maybe I'm wrong, but it was just ended up being a single as well. Yeah, but the video for that was a very kind of uh, a nightmarish scene. Of, was it like, the one where it had it showed stuff
1: like the Elephant Man's yeah. skeleton, what that he had bought. Um, exactly, Liz Taylor and stuff so like that. So it was all
0: like kind of heightened reality and it was right, so almost yeah. supposed to point out how ridiculous the things they were saying about him was. Right. But I feel like this album cover is like someone that's seen that and gone, oh yeah, I see what they were getting out there. Let's just do that and <laughs> that miss is. the irony. Yeah, true enough. So, you know, that's uh, that's what this feels like to me. So, yeah. all right, well, let's... Well, okay, okay. I- iconic, fair enough. Yeah, to a degree.
1: nothing else looks like this for a good reason. Yeah. But... I think this is a terrible album cover. Oh, personally. I think it's
0: a really bad album cover yeah. as well, personally. Alright, so well let's uh, let's move on from the from the cover yeah. and get into the the meat of the first song, which is called
1: First one is called Jam. One, two, three, so instantly you got the Teddy Riley production. Yeah, I mean that is You got you got some scratching, hip hop style. You got those hip hop him, almost tinny hip hop beats.
0: Yeah. And I mean, uh, the first thing to say about that style of beat as well, mm. which is going to be one of the most, uh, things we'll come back to a lot, is it, it it really does date it to the early '90s. Very much.
1: This sounds like 1991. Yeah. yeah.
0: In a way that I think if you listen to things on Thriller and really Bad they sound more kind of timeless.
1: I'd, I'd say that's fair. Yeah. I think they are more open to uh, not interpretation, but open to a broader spectrum of music.
0: So here we have Michael singing. This is, you know, he's singing,
1: and it sounds quite intense. He's, yeah. he's doing a fast uh, vocal on it. There's a lot to say, I guess. Yeah. It's a harder edged it is, feel it. but
0: I don't know, man. It doesn't feel like it sits that well over this beat to me. And yep. you've got you've got that kind of snare cutting straight through everything, right? straight through that vocal all the time. Yeah. I just I don't know, man. I just listen to this song. That, yeah. There's just there's just not that much of a fucking tune in it. And this is the chorus. Yeah. But let, Let's go back. First, first track on Thriller is beat. Right. First track on Bad is bad. Yeah. This is the first track on this album, and there's not much to it.
1: No, it, no I suppose it's quite bare bones to an extent, which is maybe what he wanted to do, or maybe that's what the production was... You know, in, it, it felt like it needed. But... I think my main issue with it, I I agree there's not much of a tune but yeah. I, the the bit of the tune that is there I don't mind mm-hmm. but the thing for me is that because he's going for this harder edge tone again mm-hmm. he's a bit angry uh he wants to show he's a bit tough mm-hmm. I just don't believe it in the no, same I way I didn't believe when it released Bad that there was a fucking any way he was this kind of street gang bad guy yeah but I really enjoyed the tune. And that it was a big quite tune. a bad guy. But, well, really, okay, as, as history has proven. Possibly. But, um, Allegedly. I didn't believe that this was any way authentic.
0: No. And you get about two thirds of the way through it and we get into what, I mean, became, certainly became around this time, an enormous trope and kind of persists to this day, which is the guest rapper two thirds of the way through. Okay, yeah. Tune breaks down, beat comes in, yep. and we get in uh, Michael Jackson's favorite rapper of the time, Heavy D. Yeah. And they mingle, jingle, jingle in the jungle, and you know, doing what we would describe as a pretty fucking whack rap. Yeah, oh, he's
1: pedestrian as fuck, but th- it, you know, it, that's what this song deserves. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's
0: you know, we're we're in the we're in the Hammer era. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, it's a quite
1: a fun little jaunty rap, but it's very lowest uh, baseline common denominator Exactly. Right yeah. rhyme,
0: rhyme and dictionary rap. Yeah. I don't know. I just for for me going back to this song, remembering this song at the time and going, "Oh yeah, you know, I really like this." Remember mm. really liking this at the time.
1: Did you? And I mean, this was uh, the fourth single as well, so I probably didn't hear it until you know, a year after this was out or whatever. No, I mean, I,
0: you know, I remember hearing that kind of breaking glass sample of, like, "Oh, fucking here we go, here right, we go." Yeah. And then yeah, uh, okay. And you know, this for me it's just is a song that hasn't stood the test of time in any way shape or form all oh, right. don't quite it, on it i don't mind this I just, to me it's uh, look i don't i don't mind it i don't like i don't i don't hate it sure but it's the first track on a michael jackson album and you have to judge it in that context no surely. absolutely
1: that's totally fair because i'm always saying this you know, the opening track sets a scene yeah and sets a tone for the rest of it i don't have an issue with this i think this is Uh, A decent enough tune. I kind of like the little horn stabs that come in sometimes. And I should have have said at the start, I'm not really a fan of New Jack Swing sound. I like the big singles, Mm -hmm. uh, but I never got any further into it than that. I never investigated further because it's not what I was interested in at the time. Uh, But even with that out of the way, I don't mind the sound of this. I think it's probably nostalgia because it does sound like 91 and there is nothing else that sounds like this that I'd want to investigate, but because it's Michael Jackson, I'm like, oh, this is quite an interesting way uh, for him to go. Okay, It's the first time I've heard this, as far as I can remember, you know? See, I,
0: I mean, I, I don't feel, for me, I just like go, this it, it just feels like a pair of um, odd bedfellows, really. Right, okay. I I, ne- I never feel... It's that, not a perfect match. No, nah, you know, I never feel like, you know, my, the, the way that Michael's singing, you know, I don't feel like it in, embraces the groove in the way that you know, kind of the R and B around it or the hip hop around new Jack swing would, right. you know, it's, you know, Michael Jackson's laying down his own rhythm and the beat is sitting behind it. He's not mm-hmm. really doing much in and out of that beat. You know, you could, you could cut that beat out and di- put a different beat at the same tempo in and it wouldn't do a great That's deal. all
1: fair. And I didn't get, there's not much of a base to this. It's all very high end. I yeah. Feel. Very, 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 yeah, very, very tinny, very yeah. trebly.
0: Um, and for for me the main the main issue is there's just no uh, until you get onto that uh, the bit of an or half a meter jam, the it's still hard for to jam yeah that kind of the bit of the end there's nothing really to that you describe as a as a hook at all you know and I don't, I don't mind that outro it's all right but mm. I, just, I just think as a tune it's just well, it, no it no, just kind of sits there really that's
1: yes okay I agree with you on that it does uh, I think there are better songs on here I wouldn't have put this in number one for sure
0: uh, with I mean that's um, that's an odd choice to me
1: yeah. Uh, I think maybe some of my predisposition to like this is because this is new to me and I didn't have any uh, preconceptions whatsoever of this song. Right, okay. And so I'm coming in going, yeah, this is fine. And I'm, is I'm, fine.
0: I'm probably doing the opposite. I'm coming back and going, I love this at the yeah, time. Talking,
1: as a fan, you're like, yeah. this hasn't stood up. Yeah, yeah no, that's right, yeah. that's right. Um, but uh, the, the only other thing I uh, thought on this one, because there, I watched the video for this, and this is the video with... Uh, Michael Jordan in it Yeah, uh, they're both playing basketball together they're playing against a bunch of kids in a, like a, an abandoned building it's yeah. all very Chris Crosser in the video as Chris well, Crosser in yeah. there um, it turns out there's a, a bit in a scene where sort of Jordan is trying to teach Michael Jackson how to play basketball yeah. uh, they, they are fine with showing that Jackson cannot play basketball because white men can't jump and that's fair but but then there's also a bit where Michael Jackson is trying to teach Jordan to dance and he can't do that and it's all really quite Oh, this is cringy. No, it's, it's,
0: I, no, I remember it from the time. You know what it looks like? You, you know that scene in Footloose where uh, oh. where uh, <laughs> Kevin Bacon's trying to teach uh, fucking what's Chris his name? Yeah, Chris Penn, Chris Penn how to dance. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's awful. Oh, just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the whole video is pretty cringy yeah. because, again, it's, you know, Michael Jackson trying to pretend he's a bit fucking street tough. He's not. And he's really not. No. Now, and there's a lot of dancing in the video like Michael Jackson does, but it's... All the same dances we've seen before. Yeah. There's nothing. And some of the other videos, he's doing new styles Mm -hmm. and trying new stuff. This is exactly, this is the stereotype Michael Jackson dancing. Yeah. So I feel it was just a retread in that way and not done in a fun way at all. So I wasn't wasn't that impressed with this video.
0: Okay. Well, it's a a thumbs down from me Uh,
1: in general for that scene, I think. uh, Fair enough. I'm happy to go five or six out of 10 on that but I think there's definitely better to come. Cool.
0: All right, so track number two is called Why You Want to Trip On Me, because you're lying in the middle of the floor, Michael. Yeah. You're dead, Michael. Oh. Big guitar lick to start off with. That beat comes in nice. I like the way it comes in under that guitar. Uh-huh. This yep. sounds a lot like fucking Leave Me Alone, I think.
1: Ah. Now you said that yeah. it does. Yeah. Yes. Leave me
2: alone.
1: Cuz it reminded me of Justin Timberlake. Like, like, you, I like I love you. Like I love you. I can hear that. Yeah. Or 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 a lot of other Neptunes productions. You know, this sounds like it could be on a 2002 NERD tune or or any other Pharrell production sort of thing. It's
0: yeah. Uh, little kind of funk guitar is nice enough. yeah
2: again
0: so this this is like lyrically about like oh you know media why are you paying so much attention to me there's all these actual real problems in the world yeah and I'm just out here just living my own life in 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 a oxygen tent in a fairground. Yeah, surrounded by other people's children. Yeah, nothing to see here. Nothing Move to see on. But well, you know, his point is obviously lyrically. Um, you know, like what? You know, why are you paying so much attention to me? Why are you tripping on me? Why do you want to trip on me? Yeah. You know? And then you got like the kind of the why why what? like yeah. a human nature. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Or Belvedere. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, again, this is very, uh, very Teddy Riley. Yep. all the way through. Um, I think the verses are pretty duff on this. There's yep. not a lot going on. That that little chorus. Why don't you? Why you wanna trip? That's okay. Yeah, that's all right. But it does sound like a lot of other stuff that. Teddy Riley has been involved with Mm -hmm. or uh, that is in the charts that I wasn't interested in at the time in 1991.
0: And I I think there is, uh, you know, I think there's a much better version of the same thing on this record Mm-hmm. in in that kind of that the way that that oh, kind yeah. of kind of strangled um, that's interesting that's not really something we've heard Michael do before that kind of style that kind of okay so that, that that's okay. inter- it's interesting in it from like a you know kind of a completist kind of point of right, view sure. but again the note I've got here is there just isn't enough tune throughout this song to sustain it, really.
1: No. Um, well, know, certainly not for five and a half minutes.
0: No, I mean, it's, again, I mean, super bloated is the word yeah. I've got here. It is, it's, it's the sound of someone not being told to stop. And that, this, is, this is a question I've got throughout this, particularly in the Teddy Riley tracks, right? Uh-huh. Whereas I'm fairly sure someone with the relationship that Quincy Jones has got with Michael Jackson, they can just go, Michael, no let's do yeah stop that let's condense this if you're Teddy Riley right and you've you know and you've grown up you know probably listening to the Jackson Mm 5 and you've been through the 80s as you know as a you know kind of a relatively young man as thriller and bad are the biggest records in the world kind Mm -hmm. of thing how do you tell Michael Jackson no yeah you can't no, of course not. You got, you know, and uh, I think that kind of I think- and,
1: well, especially because well, Teddy Riley, I think he was like twenty-one or something when he was doing this. Yeah, he was still really young, yeah. and while he had produced, you know, a, a decent amount of albums and tracks for people, it's still it's still new. I mean, you you'd not you, produce anyone at this level. I mean, at you all. are
0: you are a long way from the rump shaker at this point. Quite, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I think you're, you're probably right that he was living in the shadow and just doing what Jackson told him to an extent uh, but I also feel there was probably some of the other way where because Jackson wasn't au fait with the sound mm-hmm. uh, or how to make a track uh, a New Jack Swing track he would probably uh, defer to Teddy Riley in some bits because I think there are too many breakdowns in this track that don't go anywhere yeah. and I think that the, the outro the last 90 seconds or so is basically just the chorus repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated and maybe riley was like no this is we'll do this because it's a good beat we'll just keep it going yeah. and jackson didn't go well it's over surely well uh, maybe there might but, be the- but you
0: know I, mean, I think michael jackson's got a, a tendency to like to ad lib too much over over fade outs yeah he really does um and that you know th- there's a lot of that in here i mean you know yeah. th- i mean th- i think there's one track that's 3 minutes 30 on here but most of this album is mm. around the 5 minute track mark uh, absolutely it's you know it's that's too long when you've got 14 tracks on a record
1: yes and yeah like you say there's not enough of a tune to go throughout it and keep you interested for for three or half, no and that's and
0: that's, and that's exactly where i was yeah. i wasn't interested by the end so track number three number three is in the closet and, you know, the question is, did he know what he was doing with that well, title? Well, I mean, I, I saw an interview with Madonna who was originally supposed to be on this sure, track, yeah, and she was like, yeah, he knew exactly what he was doing. But the thing is, he wanted to tease it, but he didn't want to. He wouldn't. He didn't want to go through with what it actually meant. Mm-hmm. So that's why Madonna didn't do it because it wasn't. She felt like, oh, you just wanted to do like a little kind of. Oh, well,
1: like, you're flirting with danger. Yeah, but yeah, you don't want to actually.
0: But this vote vocal, vocal who we can hear now, it's, that's Princess Stephanie of Monaco. Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, fuck me. What?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's Michael Jackson, just a normal guy. That's who he knows. But I really like this little groove. Man. It's good. Oh, this again uh, sounds like Neptune's to me. You know, they've taken yeah. a lot from this, I reckon. But yeah, now that's, that's a good little beat. Good little, uh, whatever that key sign is. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's nice, man. And so the song seems to be about. Uh, Jackson having this female admirer who's coming on really strong, yeah. uh, and he keeps having to tell her, "Calm down, mate. Yeah. Let's, let's take things a little bit slower. Let's let's keep it on the down low." Yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson having to tell us just how much pussy he turns down. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure, course, Michael. I, I believe you. No problem. Yeah. I believe he turned it down. I
0: do believe that bit.
2: Vagina decliner. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So the, this, this kind of just runs through a couple of times, this verse. And I, I don't mm-hmm. think it outstays its welcome. That's okay. I, I kind of like the way it kind of half-teases a chorus and then drops back in. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I
1: this bit, this, she, she yeah. wants it, I want to give it to her. Yeah. That's just, that's, again, that's 50 Cent and Justin Timberlake in yeah. AEO technology, isn't it? Yeah, pretty uh, much. Uh, she want it, uh, yeah, I yeah. want to give it to her. Yeah. But yeah these kind of repressed verses yeah. like this, this that where he, he, he's sounding a little bit strained or whatever to, to break out. they are just the build up to the chorus yes and so well this is what this six, is a six and a half minute song yeah we are now over two minutes into it yeah but this chorus that's is weird. fucking great that's wicked it's a huge yeah. chorus it yeah that is a terrific chorus really catchy
0: so, I mean, you know, you hit the nail on the head there. It's six and a half minutes, yeah. right? Now, again, it's bloated. Yes. Right? Okay, this is not a classic Michael Jackson song, but uh, no. But I think it's the best on the album so far. So far, definitely. It's you know, there's there, there's definitely you know there's there's something missing that's making it that, from being a classic, but it is a good song. It's, it's a, it, it not? It's a very it's, good it's, song. It's just well, no. It's a it's a it's a song with some really good bits in it.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, put it like that. I think maybe what it's missing from me, if you wanted to put it in the pantheon of the other classic Michael Jackson songs, is more low-end, more of a bass line, more of, I prefer the more kind of driving beat than this uh, tinier sound.
0: It's quite funny, though, when you think about it, right? When you go... But right, because obviously, where Michael Jackson came from was working with people like you know Quincy Jones, mm-hmm. Nile Rodgers, that kind of coming out of that disco sound, mm-hmm. and then you hear this kind of stuff, and you go, "Oh yeah, I can hear this in the early uh, Pharrell kind of Neptune sound." And then you look where those guys went, and they went back to, to Nile working Rogers. with Nile Rodgers and yeah. doing, and, and you know, and that's where that went. Right. Sure. So it's it's, it's quite Closing interesting. That's, that's almost circle. like a yeah, like full circle there,
1: isn't nice, it? Nice. Yeah. That that, that, was, that was cool. Actually, a little. Uh pathway back to itself yeah yeah Hmm. yeah yeah. and the lyrics like i say it's all about okay yeah let's just keep this in the closet let's keep our relationship in the closet
0: so what what kind of relationship could he be having where he wasn't able to talk to anyone about it where he was Uh, saying like for example if you if you tell so-and-so this figure about it then (laughs) they won't love you anymore
1: i'm probably bubbles the chimp
0: yeah i'd imagine so so let so
1: yeah <laughs> it's our secret this is our little secret yeah would you like a mars bar <laughs> let's play nintendo jesus juice um th- there is some proper filth in these lyrics as well um it's, but like it's just desire i really love it because if it's aching you have to rub it yeah hmm. that's a very
0: prince lyric oh that's
1: okay yeah no, i can get prince would absolutely get away with that yeah yeah, but it, it just any song where Jackson is talking about how Mate, tough he is. Let's face facts.
0: If we're talking about anyone getting away with it.
1: <laughs> right, yeah.
0: Yeah, but you know, Michael Jackson talking about how fucking tough he is goes back to beat it. Oh, totally. Uh, You've got to yeah. show him how funky, strong is your fight. No, the it's just least ridiculous. convincing lyric of all time. But yeah, if he's talking about how tough
1: he is or how much, he, how, how much of a raunchy lover he is, I'm not having any of that. No. Absolutely none of it. That's total bullshit. And okay, you're putting a persona on to record a song. But I'm not even slightly in your corner on this. But if it's got a good fucking tune, don't yeah, care. Exactly. Uh, again, in terms of length, this is four four minutes of actual song, then two and a half minutes of Basically, bonus beats. It just goes on until it stops. That sort of way. There's nothing else added to it. So this should be a much shorter song. Yeah. This was the third single and got to number eight in the UK. So this was a a hit. I don't remember this at all. Oh, I do. Right. Not. I do.
0: I remember remember the controversy around it being called in the closet and yeah, all of that stuff. And the 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 video, I kind of vaguely remember. The Video's
1: really weird. Um. So it's it's kind of black and white or sepia toned anyway, and. It's um, what I would call Michael Jackson looking his most androgynous. Mm-hmm. He's just in a vest, hair tied back into a ponytail. Yeah. It's it's not a good look for him, I don't think at all. And he's trying to dance really sexually with Naomi Campbell. Yeah, and she doesn't look like she's really into this at all. Um, what a surprise? Uh, no, uh, but I I don't think that the video is particularly interesting in, in any way. I don't think it suits the song particularly because I this is a song that I do like.
0: Yeah, I, I I like this one. Yeah. Um, I'd say I don't love it, mm-hmm. uh, but it's yeah, it's a it's a. It's I a, think it's very cool. A moderate thumbs up from me. Cool. All right, number four is called "She Drives Me Wild." She drives me wild.
1: And this is all made from various car noise samples and beats.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, it it, it sounds like a, it sounds like a bad Morris Day and the Time song.
1: Yeah, this. this, I mean, I've I've got that. This sounds a bit like Prince to me.
0: Yeah, Prince song, but not good Prince. No, this is look. This is it's, it's a very insipid one. Yeah, and this was the point where I was going. This New Jack's swing sound. It's dated so badly. I wonder, mm. it, I wonder if this is the whole album.
1: Well, indeed, I kind of assumed it was at this point. No. So I thought, okay, I've read all about the Teddy Riley production stuff. Every song has been along these yeah. lines. So I assume this was the whole thing, yeah. And I
0: was like, and, and this is the thing, I was, because I, was, I, was, I, was, I couldn't really remember the album that well, really. It's one of those things where no. I listened to it and it came back to me, cause it, it's been such a long time. And I think, like, the period that I actually listened to this record was relatively short, because I was on, you know, onto other things quite uh-huh. quickly. Um, This one to me is the most disposable track on the album so far. I I think it's a weak link. And I I found one and two quite disposable. Right. I mean, this has got a rap from Akil from Rex and Effect on it. Yes, yes, it does. God-awful rap.
1: Again, very basic.
0: Yeah, just like, it's like literally, oh, well, we're just going to fucking stick that in there.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, what, what what have you got? Have you got anything that you can't use anywhere else? Yeah. Oh, that'll do.
0: Every, like, every rap on here, none of the raps feel like Michael Jackson was, was within a fucking postcode of them being recorded. No,
1: it's, it is, like you say, it's stuff like whenever CNC and Music Factory needed a rap. Yeah. You know, when Snap needed a rap. Mm-hmm. There you go, that's what it is. I think there, because the bit that made me think of The Prince, uh, connection or the similarity was whenever Jackson is repeating she's got that look mm-hmm. it doesn't sound different enough to Prince going you've got the look mm-hmm. I, surely you must have been aware that this sounds like you're ripping him off who knows I don't know but all rock sets you've got the let's look
0: let's not forget that a prince was originally supposed to be in the bad video. Doing the Wesley Snipes role. Oh shit, he was yes. Uh, and he said, like literally, he got the uh, got the the lyrics came through. Saw that the first lyric was "Your butt is mine." He went, "I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm not doing it, Michael." <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've I've got nothing else to say about this one. Don't 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 like it at all. Uh, no,
1: I I think this is a weak one. There's a little bit in the chorus that I think is quite catchy. There's a couple of lines I think, oh, that's decent, but then it just goes away again mm. uh, into this. Very bland, undetermined—you know—bad beat.
0: Yeah, I agree with you completely. Right, let's uh, listen to next one. Uh, remember the time? Now, this was probably the well one of the biggest singles off the album.
1: I remember this one. Yeah, yeah, I remember this happening, and this is one of the ones I can. Rem- again, if you'd said to me, sing me the chorus, I probably could have done that. This was the second single. And this got to number three. So again, this was, was a big hit. Early
0: ninety-two. For me here, all of those things that were so insipid and didn't work on the last track just fall into place. Oh yeah. And this, this beat and this like the, just the, the the whole layering of the production. This feels like the, by far the most complete song. Okay. On this album to me so far. Right. I, yeah. I think I think this is quite the jam to be honest with you.
1: Do you? Yeah. I think I I'm very meh on this one. See,
0: I, I think that vocal, like the the stuff he's doing with his vocal on there is amazing the way it all layers together like the kind of like, i just think that you get those kind of new jack swing plus you add back in a little bit more of the funk element into this yeah there's definitely as that well yeah and i just think yeah it kind of adds up to something quite special this one oh really okay. I, 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 this is for me, this is like, I'm like oh yeah, this is this I is a, this is a song that deserves on a belongs on a Michael Jackson greatest hits album, for example. Okay, sure. And like I don't think anything else on here so far. So far as... yeah. Right, my
1: I think my issue with it is that while it sounds like more classic Michael Jackson to me, it sounds like a very insipid version of that. I I don't get uh, I'm not a fan of the vocal. I think that the chorus and the little tune in there is is a little bit. N- nothing from that uh, see
0: i i i don't feel that i mean right. when, when i when i said earlier obviously on that, that that bit on why you want to trip on me that kind of the, the way he was stretching out mm-hmm. this is the, the tune i was referring to oh i see it, okay uh because I, I i really like it it's different enough um from what he was doing it you kind of got that little shuffle beat and kind of things sitting behind that beat and yeah, yeah and and, and like kind of Michael's just using his voice as another instrument. His, his voice almost sounds like a string instrument in a way. It oh. kind of kind of comes up and soars down, and then it goes da, 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 da. Mm. So it's kind of like a it's like a it feels like a like a long stroke, and then like little chop strokes. Okay, that's how I I hear it. I, I just yeah. think it, I just think the vocals really interesting in the way he does it, and I, and I really like all those kind of swoops and soars in the production. Okay, uh, yeah, I just I, I just, didn't just, get any of this. This was weird. No, I I, I really 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 enjoy this song.
1: Okay. Well, evidently. Good. I am very pleased because it's it's always nice to have one for, for positivity.
0: I don't I don't get it. Fair I enough. I don't get it. Um
1: I watched the video, Do you remember the video for this? Uh, this
0: this was the I think this is the one I spent the most money on. This was the big kind. Of, this was I think was it um uh, John Singleton. Is it, made is this is John one? Singleton yeah, yeah. one, yeah. Who did Boys so in the Hood? This is one that had yeah had Imam and and Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. And like kind of big kind of uh, like all kind of Cleopatra-y kind of African.
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's all yeah. kind of uh, ancient Egypt stuff where uh, Imam and Eddie Murphy are the the Pharaoh and Queen, I yeah. guess, and uh, they're calling people up to entertain them. Yeah, and there are various people come up to entertain and they fail and they are you know oh chop his head off send him to the lions and then uh, Michael Jackson appears yeah. as this kind of cloaked wizard type uh-huh. and does they're, they're, they use various special effects in this he disappears into some sand
0: does he turn into a, like an Anubis at some point I don't think he does There's there's something with an Anubis in this. Oh, I mean, there's
1: a lot of iconography around it. There's all those different bits. Uh, But, yeah, like you say, huge amount of money spent on it. Uh, There is some, what looks like the Terminator 2 kind of style, uh, special effects, where he's turning into something else. But this also has, it's got the far side in it apparently. Is right. it really? I That's, didn't I know read that. this. Uh, I, I, couldn't have, I can't point them out in the video. I'm not it's sure fa- which... But, but there are plenty of people, like the guards chasing Michael Jackson and the sort of the the people in the throne room who are watching as well.
0: But like fucking passing me by isn't until 93, is no.
1: it? I, I mean, unless Wikipedia is lying to me. It could be. Uh, it it could may well be. be. Yeah. Uh, but it says that they're in it and Magic Johnson is in it. Yeah, and I know to- Magic Johnson's in it. Right, yeah. and Tommy Lister who went on to play like various baddies. Tiny Lister. Indeed, yeah. Uh so so again big enough names, John Singleton directing. Yeah. Big special effects. It's about 10 minutes long. It's a whole thing. And it has Michael Jackson's first on-screen kiss with <sighs> Imam. And with your mom. With your mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wasn't into it, if I'm honest.
0: <laughs> first on-screen kiss. With your yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, neither of uh, Jackson or Imam look like they're enjoying that kiss. I
0: mean, I mean, they're not, mate. I mean, it's like yeah, definitely you know, not. I mean, she's used to kissing a man who's flirted with androgyny. Right, yes. But you know, you know, <laughs> not children. Um, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> I'm getting sued. Uh, yeah. So, oh, no. I, okay. So we're 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 a, a fair distance apart on this one. But yeah, I, for yeah, me, you're, this you're... is like okay. This is. Right. What I'm looking for from this record,
1: I see. Okay, no, I'm not feeling this one. Uh, I I prefer In the Closet to this. I reckon from, from what we've heard so far,
0: In the Closet. I uh, see. Been... For me, In the Closet, decent stuff, but missing something. This okay. one is the whole package. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Well, let's leave that there. So we've done five tracks now. Let's have go to the um, the, uh, the albums. Fucking why? Am I, why have I got such a problem with that? F- think of it alphabetically.
1: So albums and
0: singles. Oh no, you've ruined it now because I've now I've got a, a lever to nah, get it right. It always works. Uh, I quite like getting it wrong. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, let's, uh, let's yeah, see what we've got going on week. with the albums.
1: Okay, so it goes without saying, this is Christmas time. It's all best ofs and nothing must change in the top ten. Oh, yeah, r-
0: Cliff Richard in
1: it? Uh, no, 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 I don't think so. We're, we're lucked out on that. Uh, but number ten is Lisa Stansfield's Real Love. Number nine is Paul Young. Uh, number eight, Michael Bolton, Time, Love and Tenderness. Yeah. Seven, Tina Turner, Simply the Best. Six, Queen, Greatest Hits. Two, Five, Enya, Shepherd Moons. Four, Simply Red Stars. Three, Genesis, We Can't Dance. Number two yeah. is a new entry. Okay. Never got to number one is U2's Acting Baby.
0: That's fucking travesty. That's what Exactly. This. It
1: was released the same week as Jackson, and because of that, it didn't get to number one. Okay.
0: So, quick couple of minutes on this record. Right, go for it. Okay. So, uh, I mean, for me. I loved this record when it came out my, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've talked to you before about my friend James who was really into uh, Depeche Mode got me into Depeche uh-huh. Mode yeah yeah like he was also really into like Simple Minds stuff. and I, you know I, I didn't mind Simple Minds but I was never as much into him. but he really really loved um, like you Joshua did. Tree the 80s uh, stuff yeah that, that kind of late kind of era U2 right and so I got into that as well because again you know you know, it's like you've got someone who's into something and you're like oh yeah I'll, I'll hmm. borrow that seed and I'll check it out and I'd really got into Joshua tree and rattle and hum sure uh and then this record came out and i just fucking fell in love with this record did you have it early on yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i had this i mean I had a, a tape of this day one yeah oh right yeah pretty much a, all, it, all okay. a weekend one sure yeah, yeah um so yeah i mean fly obviously that fly mysterious mysterious ways i mean one one
1: One is my favorite on that
0: i mean uh, i've got a mixed relationship with one because it was paid at my friend's funeral ah right Uh, so it makes it 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 makes it a slightly tougher listen oh god um that was on my 18th fucking birthday. oh right jesus christ uh shout out to paul carter mate rest from peace but but
1: but, but obviously it is an amazing tune
0: yeah, yeah abs- exactly. absolutely. But yeah, an amazing, amazing tune. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, beyond that as well, I mean, like, uh, fucking hell, uh, uh, what's the first, uh, Zoo Station, first track I know. I really love that track. Yeah. Um, uh, wild Horses cover. Oh, sure. Uh, Actually, uh, it's not a cover. Who's going to ride your wild horses? Uh, so, who's going So I'm sorry. Who's going to Ride what your wild horse is? And then the painted black cover that's on the B side oh, of right. that single, sorry, is what I'm trying to get out. Oh, I see, yeah. Uh, which was the first time I'd ever heard Painted Black, bizarrely. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I've not heard that version. It's a good version, yeah. Oh, it was last time I heard it, which is about 20 years ago. Sure. And yeah, there was just so much stuff I loved on this record. I loved all well, of it. Well, this was
1: a different era of U2. Yeah. You know, this was them moving into a different persona for the band. Yeah. Because if you do, if you, if you listen through Joshua Tree yeah. uh, and Rat on Hum, which is. A, you know, kind of an outlier, anyway, for yeah. you, too. It's a lot of blue stuff, a lot of live stuff. Yeah. But if you listen through their late 80s period yeah. and then hit Acting Baby. It's entirely different.
0: Oh, without yeah, it's just a an absolute kind
1: reinvention, of I suppose. Right
0: it. turn. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm really sad that we're not talking about this album. I've, yeah. I've, I've I've had it in my head that we were going to at some. point. Oh, you you so assumed started. it was number so, one. So, but I am I am going to go away and listen to this record in full okay. at some point today. I think nice. Okay. Uh, just yeah, uh, and the next track, of the album that I mean, I've probably, we'll probably will fucking talk about the next one, which is Zouropa. I bet that's number one, which is a shame because it's by sure. far the lesser record. Well,
1: yeah, it is. Um, Well, I must admit, after this, after acting Baby, I think, because was the first track of Zulu, was it Lemon? Yeah. Right. I thought that was shit and I, I therefore didn't even bother listening to the rest of uh, Zeropa for ages oh, yeah. and then I thought oh this is all rubbish I,
0: I don't like, I don't like lemon I've I mean I've I've listened to Zeropa and I I mean I I saw him on that tour so I it was yeah. one of those I, it was at the time as well when I'd go and see a band and I'd do homework for the band oh, okay sure like I didn't, you know do you, you remember that like you go and see a band and you be like oh well, I've got to listen to every album try and swat up yeah, you don't. Yeah. I don't want to. Don't want to not know what a song is. Well, yeah. I couldn't give a shit now. Yeah, now fucking Shut up and impress me, tickets. Yeah. Guns N' Roses tickets went on sale yesterday, mate. Are you going? I'm my balls, no. <laughs> I'm not either this time. I'm sad. Can't afford it.
1: Okay, but yeah, it's one of those ones where I bet you you two were as annoyed as you are about not getting number one. If not, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, Jackson, keeping them off the top spot. I mean,
0: having said that, no, I mean they wouldn't have been annoyed because because. Someone in their record company, you, no, no, they haven't put this record out on the same day as Michael Jackson expected to get to number one.
1: That's very true, and they weren't completely unaware that Jackson was releasing his album. I mean, day.
0: like if you're a fucking executive for Island Record, though, mm. surely you, surely, what's wrong with you? Why would you,
1: My, yeah, mate, put it out at the same time as Enya or the same time yeah. as Genesis?
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was about to say, or simply red, but you'd probably still lost that. Yeah, fight. that would
1: have been. Yeah, that's a tough one. No, that's a strange one to me. You're right. Uh, but,
0: okay, so any more on on that one? Uh, no, I, I mean, yeah. uh, only only a sad sad emoji. Sad emoji. Uh, go and listen to Acton Baby. It's a great record, right? As far as I remember. Uh,
1: well, uh, then, in terms of what else we're going to look at. I have taken the week of the 24th of November, mm-hmm. but I've gone up to the end of 1991, realistically. Because, yeah. like I say, Queen's Greatest Hits was number one for the rest of the year and the start of next year. So I've taken just the rest of this year to see what else was coming out.
0: That's good to me. And I'm
1: honest, not much album. Because who's releasing an album Christmas, you Exactly. You, know? you uh, too. Well, yeah. On the wrong day. On the wrong day. Uh, but we do have a few. <laughs> we got some rubbish here mate
0: the look on your face I'm not convinced that what you're saying no I struggled
1: get... I struggled to find anything <laughs> like, okay here's, here's just some quick throwaway <laughs> ones so sad Poison <laughs> Swallow This Live oh,
0: what an awful Smell the Glove It's <laughs> <up.
1: laughs> terrible album co- uh, title uh, Nazareth No Jive which sounds like a strange album title for Nazareth yeah okay um, Cathedrals Forest of Equilibrium okay Billy Dorian yeah, out there Fuck it out. so they're all out in this time period only ones I saw that are actually interesting to someone like you you or me. Um, Unsane released their first album. Nice. Their self-titled Unsane album. Nice. And while I don't remember that at the time in 1991, Uh I remember in about 93, I went over to New York Mm -hmm. for the first time. And my dad worked in a music club over there. And there were posters and CDs and stuff everywhere. And Unsane, this album, uh, the cover, for anyone who hasn't seen it, is... Uh, sort of a, a crime scene f- uh, photo of a man who has committed suicide by laying his head across a train track. Yeah. And so his body's on one side of it and his head's on the other. Yeah. And that's the album cover. It's just balls out. Here you go. Here's a dead man. Yeah. And I thought, fuck me. This is, I've never seen this sort of shit before. Exactly. And then all of their albums from then on were the, along a similar line. But it really took me aback that a band would just have that as their album cover.
0: I mean, I really like... Obviously, they did that kind of uh, thing, the same thing, didn't they, that, um, like, Jefferson Airplane did as well. Because, obviously, you would have Jeff- what, Jefferson... By having A having E at the end yeah, of the no, name. Yeah, no, you'd have Jefferson Airplane, then it'd be Jeff- Jefferson Starship, and uh-huh. they would go on to be Starship. Yeah. Whereas, obviously, you had Unsane, and then they would go on later to be the Unsane Clown Pussy. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. only that was true. Only- <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we've got to get more markets. Juggling,
1: juggling, <laughs> juggalos. Okay, so that one was out... Uh, but the other one, this is the biggest one that for for us. It was released in December in Europe, but not till February of '92 in the States. Okay. Monster Magnet, Spine of God.
0: Oh, what a record that yeah, is! Yeah, and
1: again, that's much earlier than I was aware of this album yeah. at all in 1991. But this was—it's it, definitely a big one to start off a scene. You know, this yeah. this would be credited as the first big stoner release, really. It, it a I, 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 th- th-
0: I think so as well. And it kind of, you know, it, it ha- coming out as it did in the middle of the grunge explosion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember having, uh, when around the time that uh, Dope to Infinity came out, yeah. someone describing them as a grunge band. to me. it's like, that's not what they are. No, that's not, not what they are at, at all. all. Um, you know, obviously, you've got, you've got Kai starting to put out records around this time as yes, well. Indeed.
1: Yeah, we've seen the retching people like this yeah. year. I
0: mean, Jesus Christ, Spine of God, man. Like, the title track on Spine of God is... I mean, you can't yank on the spine of God. <laughs> what a lyric that
1: yeah. is! No, this is is a solid, solid album.
0: If you, if you like your psychedelic rock and you've never listened to Monster Magnet's Spine of God, go and dig that out, man. It's such oh, a, a such a good record. It's not my favourite Monster Magnet record. Oh no, not at all. No, um, but but. It is absolutely the... You know, I mean, if you listen to, uh, like, the early... Tab and stuff like that, which Mm. I've got sitting around... You know, you you see the roots of all of it, but God is where that sound really kind of came together. Sure. And, you know, to me, I think... you know, I, I mean, Super Judge is a decent enough record. I think by the time they get to Dopes to infinity, Amazing. that's when they've really perfected oh, that Oh, they've sound. nailed it. And then they, do, then they just take another fucking leap into into a power trip. Yeah. They just go fucking balls out, rap video, rock gods. Oh, it's, it's glorious. Yeah, yeah.
1: It is. It's- no, there you go. That's what I've got for these kind of, I guess, five weeks and the 91. But yeah, the rest is is all...
0: Christmas shit. Christmas shit. Yeah. As we are sat here in the middle of Christmas. It's true, actually, yeah.
1: This is probably <laughs> But, mate, I up.
0: appreciate that you work in a pub, so Christmas is like Christmas yeah.
1: shit. It is, yeah. And I was saying that we've just started getting the majority of our Christmas party bookings in. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, people from insurance companies who don't particularly like each other, I'd imagine, having yeah. to sit 15 people at a table and are just deciding to get shit-faced yeah, drunk. Yeah, and
0: acting like they've never had a drink before in They their honestly lives. are. Yeah. Let's do some got bombs.
1: Oh, last night nice. there was a, a woman came up and said, There was like six of them at the table. Yeah. They would they'd, they'd been a fifteen. Yeah. Lots of people had gone home, but there was the hardcore six left yeah. a- afterwards. And she went, Can I have uh, ten Tuakas please? I'm looking over going, What are you do what are you doing with these ten Tuakas That's not even two each. No. It's just okay, you're just rounding up at this point, yeah. are you? It's the the number that you first thought of so there you go there's your shot and by the end of it she was giving them to random people because no one else wanted these fucking shots her friends were like why have you done this to me
0: yeah I mean like, I've, I've been in that position in your pub before. oh definitely I, but on New Year's Eve generally yeah
1: yeah not on you know a Friday night midway through December but yeah I digress there's a lot of that going on Christmas shit
0: right but it fucking pays your mortgage, man. So right, yeah. uh, right, let's get back into this Michael Jackson record. Okay. Uh, Track number six. Six, yeah. Can't let her get away. That's an unfortunate <laughs> title. <laughs> Not with these restraints, you can't. <laughs> in brackets, in case she tells someone.
1: <laughs> uh. And F. Uh. Teddy Riley describes this one as he wanted to have a bit of a James Bryan feel, which is evident from the James Bryan oh, yeah. samples.
0: See, I, I think this is, you know, as New Jack Swing Beats goes, this is a pretty solid New Jack Swing Beat. Oh, yeah? I think it's, I think it's a good... I don't like this one bit. Oh, see, I, I like this tune, but I just fucking don't think that these vocals and strings that come in sit with it at all.
1: No. no see, no.
0: like, you hit, put this track on a fucking bell-biffed oh, I'm here, what they do, with it. Right, different fine. story yeah. But this... Listen. That, you know, that's like a kind of a classic Michael Jackson kind of progression right. that he's doing there. And it just, you know, you know, the, these two things just don't add up to anything good. It's just yeah.
1: no, and again, there's not a big chorus in this to save it. It doesn't go anywhere. Uh... It's five minutes long and I think this is a slog to get through. No man, I
0: like tits and I like taking a shit but I don't want to combine them. <laughs> More fool you. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't lived my friend. <laughs> You've not
1: been to shitty tits.net have you? <laughs> no but I'm well aware that you have. I've got shares. <laughs> <laughs> They've got shares
0: <laughs> The original ones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, oh, fuck, fuck it me. up
0: right.
1: um yeah the the song itself lyrically it's about Michael Jackson knowing that he's got a great woman, but he can feel her kind of slipping away, he doesn't know how to stop this the stop her getting less interested uh you know, wanting to move on, and my suggestion would be stop living in a fairground and talking to apes that's my just a little.
0: Hint, yeah, yeah, but um, well done, we've, we've yeah. learned something, we've yeah. We've gone <laughs> in straight away with <laughs> the eight this time, yeah. Look, I mean, my, my notes on this are that the, the sound is dated, yeah. Disconnect is really, really never more obvious than it is on this track, uh-huh. I think, on the record. And I mean, I like again the, the, the bit towards back end where it breaks and the vocals drop out. I like, oh, this is this is fun enough, I don't mind this, mm. but yeah, just failed experiment mate. Yeah. It's a it's, a, it's an unpleasant chimera. Of oh, god. Well, well, having said that, let's move on. Track number 7, Heal the World. Oh,
1: this is a big one. Oh, no, obviously I remember this yeah. because uh, it, it's fucking massive. This was the fifth single of the nine. Uh it got to number 2, and it was kept off number 1 by Whitney Houston's I will always love you.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that was the case. Yeah. I kept everyone off number one. Yeah, it did for
1: ten weeks. Yeah, so this is another kind of issue song. Yeah.
0: Look, this is this is Sacker and Michael. Oh my god! Like you know, if if you if you listen to Michael Jackson, particularly later era Michael Jackson, he gets into this super plaintive kind of. Here is here are the world's complicated problems simplified to a simple. Can't we just be nice, right? Yeah, let's be friends.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. Oh, See <laughs> what the
0: fuck, man. Yeah. Don't don't start off with a child's vocal, yeah. right? You know what I mean? That's not. I mean, it's a bad move. Land evidence. Um,
2: <laughs> um,
1: yeah. I mean, by this point, he had already done We Are the World. Yeah. The USA for Africa song, and this is just a shitter
0: version of that, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's.
2: I mean, it,
0: I mean oh it's a quite a nice vocal. Huh? Yeah, I, 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 look, I,
1: I think it's so forced to be that childish. Uh, no do you know what
0: I, I think it's got this bit? bit of the girl is mine about it. Okay,
1: yeah, true. yeah That does, but, I think, yeah.
0: People die if you care enough for the living, be a better world. Look, man, I don't hate this song. I can tell yeah. you do, right? Oh, no, I can't say I hate
1: it because it is catchy as shit.
0: And that's the thing about you this know, song. It, this is almost
1: like uh, a, a Christmas carol being catchy and sticks yes. in your head.
0: But look, man, what I will say to you on this, right? Uh-huh. Show me a bigger key change in any song ever. This Where song has. This, like, are you fucking mad? Oh, key- no, okay, no the key change when the core when the choir come in behind it okay no actually let's get to that because right. there's two in a row i know yeah, but there's it, that second one that fucking massive one that is it's like it's almost like okay let's give this key change some steroids and see what happens all
1: <laughs> right let's get into uh... now you're right I, I did enjoy this and yeah. it made me smile and it made me go ah oh, i'm going to have to note this yeah, time to yeah. play it so there's the first one yeah. Like you say, a bit of a gospel thing behind it. There's yeah. the choir, and this sounds like you know if the carpenters were singing, uh, "We are the world." Yeah, it's it's so yeah. M.O.R. It
0: has got a real M.O.R. bit to yeah. it. Yeah, and I, you know, and this is the thing, like, right? and we go.
1: That's fucking oh, ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's like 20 seconds yeah. after the last yeah, yeah. one. Oh, should we
0: just do another one? <laughs> Step it up, boys. Right, how high can we go, guys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, which octaves have we got in the room? Which octaves have we got in the room? Look. Yeah. I don't hate this song. Fine. If you like stupid films, right? You, yeah. Like, if you like superhero films, uh-huh. as I do, there is an extra... Jason Statham films yeah, for me. There is an extra extra suspension of disbelief that you're prepared to give them because you're like, you know what? I know this is kind of shit, uh-huh. but ah, uh, fuck it. I'm enjoying it. And why sure, not? sure, it's the same. You know, it's the thing you give yourself if you're like watching wrestling or kung fu movies, okay, yeah. or you know. Hey, what I mean,
1: don't don't you equate those two? You, you have s- your wrestling. Kung is high art.
0: Oh, fuck off me. <laughs> <laughs> like, have <What>? some self-awareness.
1: <laughs> I watch Jet kick a man's face off every day. Uh,
0: yeah, okay, mate. Now, now, now tell me what the story to Ip Man is. right? Revenge. And there you go. Right, so, you know, it's that thing where I'm like, you know what? I know. I'm not. I'm not listening to this on a daily basis. When it comes in, though, I'm like, if you for the sake of you, you can't see what I'm doing. I'm, I'm smiling and moving my head back and yeah. forth. You yeah. know, like, like Stevie Wonder.
1: <laughs> Quite. And again, I bet. Whenever he played this live, I bet this was a swell of emotion in the crowd. There's a lot of. Yeah. I mean,
0: I when he did play his live, there was a massive inflatable world that came up, and he brought out about fifty kids. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. It doesn't surprise me. There you go. He it, let them out for Punch the song. A repair kit. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So, well, well let I, mean, I don't think. I don't think we need to say any more on that, do we? No. Uh, and we are taking the piss out of him for you know
1: doing a song about issues and simplifying it, but his fucking heart's the right place. But he
0: also started the Heal the World Foundation that's and true. all yeah. of the money, basically, well, not all of the money, but a huge amount of the money from that world tour. All, I mean, all the, that's yeah. the thing you can say about that world tours: all the money went to charity. Yeah. The profits for that tour went to charity uh, and the Heal the World Foundation, which presumably dealt with traumatised children, you can I Can mean? imagine? Well. Um... <laughs> Okay, but yeah, I've got nothing else to say about that. No. with us, man? <laughs> got to fucking stop this. Right, okay, so track number eight. Eight. This was the first single. It was. And so it's called?
1: This is Black or White. And this this also got to number one, this single. Oh,
0: yeah, this was enormous Huge. single. And that's Slash playing the guitar there.
1: Yes. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yeah, because a lot of people think that kind of the main riff in the actual song is yeah. Slash but it's not this is the no, Slash it's bit. the producer. I mean, so, yeah. and you know if you've seen the video for this I'm sure you have not you I'm talking yeah. to the general world everyone's seen this video this is the bit in the video which is all kind of setting up where Macaulay Culkin is listening to music and his dad is going turn that down Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, you know, rebellion against your parents George Wendt his dad yeah. um, Norm from Cheers and then it he decides the kid decides okay well fuck you brings in some massive speakers in the living room mm-hmm. cranks up the guitar starts playing this big rock riff yeah everything goes mental and then yeah. here's, here's the song proper
0: the problem with this for me right yeah. is you know it, I'm quite enjoying the big rock riff uh-huh. and then this happens and it's not the same thing at all
1: no it's, a, well, it's an entirely different song yeah
0: right. Like- took my
1: baby on a Saturday bang. Good. Good. Uh, I, I love a, a bang on a Saturday with a baby. Fucking yeah. <laughs> Ian Watkins.
0: Um, so, I don't know how I feel about this song.
1: You don't know? I,
0: I don't really, because I, I remember loving this song. right? Okay, and, right. And there are bits of it that are... Good. I mean, it's, you know, this is, you know, the most probably far removed thing, apart from Hill the World, from the Teddy Riley sound. That so far, saying. yeah, absolutely. This sounds a lot more like a kind of a classic pop song. Yeah, and I think this could have, you could fit this on bad, for example. Yeah.
1: And it wouldn't sound too out of place. No. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: You know, I, I think it's got some really solid moments in it. I, I've always thought of this as a classic Michael Jackson song. Uh-huh. And I've been listening, and I was listening back to it, I was going... How much of this is nostalgia for me? Because I don't know how good this song actually is. I don't like it.
1: I, I mean, I remember not liking it at the time, but that's for, par for the course yeah. for me in 91. See,
0: I really liked it at the time. Mm. And, I was, and you know, I think there's, there's good bits on the outro when, he, when he's doing the kind of the little vocal whip bits. And okay. That, you know, well, it's a bit uh, more angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just doing the little yeah, kind yeah. of... Yeah. Uh-huh. I think there's some good stuff in that, but, you know... The the actual song, it feels
1: cut and paste. Well, I think that riff is very average. There's nothing to it for me. I think it's a very dull riff.
0: Yeah, it's there's and not much And that's the basis of the song. The chorus is solid enough, I think. It doesn't do it for me at all. Well, I think no. It's all right, I think. But, you know, I mean, that rap that comes in. Do, do you know, oh yeah, you, do you know the story about the rap? Um, is, right, it's one of the producers yeah. in it. Well, there was basically it was one of these things that it wasn't wasn't that well known because it's credited as LTB, right? The rapper is LTB, right? And basically, it's the one of the producers who yeah. is the the white dude. I can't remember is Dave Dave Botrell or something like that? no Bill Bottrell Bill betrayal, yeah, there you go. Right. But yeah, so he wrote the rap, Michael Jackson liked it, mm. and they were going to get like LL Cool J to do it, or, or Heavy D or oh, something like that, yeah. right? And he just went, oh, no, you do it. And he went, oh, well, I don't want it to be credited for it or anything, because I don't want, you know, I you know. And no one knew it was a white guy doing it, uh-huh. right? And it's, it's LTB is Leave It to Beaver. No, really? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Because yeah, <laughs> the joke is, obviously, just, he's like a fucking white guy. The whitest bread. person, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't
1: know that. Yeah, I was, yeah, right, yeah, I see, yeah. okay. Fuck's sake. Fuck to LTV. I bet you they were really chuffed with that as well. Oh, I
0: bet they were. I mean, with good reason, that's funny. <laughs> better, better better joke than the song, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, No, this doesn't inspire me whatsoever. I think this is uh again a pedestrian riff. There's no catchiness, there's no big uh something that hooks me in.
0: I, I will t- I will take it, though, over nearly everything else on this record.
1: Oh, really? No, not for and me. That, that,
0: that, that, to me, the, where we are at this point in the record, the standard is not high. Okay. That's where I'm at with it.
1: I see, right. Now, this would be, you know, third or fourth uh, of, this, of the ones that I like so far. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, the video, though, quickly on the video, yeah. how big a deal it was. Like you say, this was an event yeah. video. It was the first one off the album, and it set the course for the rest of the videos yeah this is a john landis direction yep. another 10 minute one mm-hmm. and it was released in uh, across the world at the same time yeah. so that everyone could watch it at the same time
0: would that be the first time that he'd worked with john landis since thriller then
1: I wonder. oh very probably actually yeah. and i don't think landis did any of the bad videos did he i
0: don't know i don't remember
1: no i think i think this is probably the first one yeah um And so on November the 14th, 1991, it was released globally. Uh, In the UK, it was Top of the Pops who had the exclusive. And so it was shown in 27 countries on the same day. It was watched by an alleged, and this is hard for me to believe, but it could be true, 500 million viewers. Doesn't
0: surprise me if that's true. You know,
1: that's an actual percentage of the world's population watching the same thing on the same day. Uh, So it was a huge deal. And, like we've mentioned, it had the bit at the end where it was various people morphing into each other. Yep. And I remember being fucking impressed with that. I watched it again recently, oh, just for this.
0: That bit stands up. That still looks does good. Does it really still it look honestly good? does, yeah. Wow, I'm surprised. I'm I, very pres- surprised. I presume that, that, looked, that looked like kind of uh, Mummy 3 kind of levels of CG. No, the sort of thing
1: you could do on an app these days. Yeah. yeah no, it's it actually looks really good. Wow. Yeah. Um, in a way that some of the effects in... Um, remember the time remember the time do not
0: yeah I mean I can I can imagine that that is very much the case
1: so I think the video is pretty cool Um, the other thing I read about this and this is a fact and I didn't believe this at all when I read it okay and I looked for other references and I could only find articles linking back to this Wikipedia fact right but I did a little bit of research and it might be true this apparently this single was the first single by an American to go into the singles chart at number one in the UK since 1960, when Elvis Presley's It's Now or Never did the same. Surely that be true. Exactly. My initial reaction was, that can't be true, that it was the the first one for an American to go straight into the UK charts at number one single. Right. I looked back the previous two years, looked back through 1991 and uh, 1990. Yeah. Not one. Not one there. Now, obviously, I couldn't be arsed going back to the mall because that would involve a lot more clicking. Yeah, yeah. But maybe it's true. Maybe no one else went straight at number one because if you remember, this is not the time where it was as common to go in at number one. Uh, very often, uh, a single would be released and it would get to number 30 yeah. and then rise over the next three weeks. Mm. So maybe that's true.
0: Maybe that is the case. Um, I would have thought Madonna would have had one.
1: Maybe. I don't know, but... Uh, not well, definitely none of the ones that she had. 1990, 1991 did. Yeah, Vogue wasn't. Didn't go in at number one.
0: Um, mm. Well, let's dig that up. Yeah. We'll look. So if
1: anyone can prove us otherwise, please feel free to do so. But yeah. that's a fact. I thought that's a really fucking big that's fact. Crazy if that's yeah. the case. Indeed. If anyone can think of uh, an American act that went into number one,
0: that incl- is that is that solo act or is it? Act? I think I think it's act. I think it doesn't have to be solo. It can be a band as well. Mm. Hmm. So yeah, there you go. Right, lovely stuff. Right, okay, so track number nine, which is another single. Well, wow, they're all fucking, fucking singles. I know,
1: it's exactly. It's just it's easier, and it actually is easier to say this wasn't a single.
0: Yeah. So this is Who Is It?
1: Right, so this was the fourth single of the nine. It got to number ten in the UK. Six and a half minutes long, this one. Yep. And it starts off with this kind of weird choral thing. Yeah.
0: but then we've got this kind of squelchy kind of funky bass Synthase, Dirt, yeah. dirty kind of. Uh uh-huh. new strings coming underneath the yan hammer Kind of got a bit
1: of a I don't know. Just actually thinking about this keyboard, uh, looking through who played on this. And there are not a lot of session musicians, right. it's a lot mostly done with the actual producers. Yeah. But Steve Baccaro from Total, who oh, really? did a lot of thriller, obviously, and some of bad, I think.
0: And a lot of share. <laughs> a
1: lot of share, and yeah, everyone else apparently we've looked yeah, at. Yeah. Um he is on the keyboards in this.
0: Fair enough. Fair. Yeah, Fucking pre-chorus.
1: Yeah, well indeed
0: fucking melody on this man
1: yeah does this remind you a bit of Billy Jean
0: yeah yeah I, I mean I've got this song's in the, got in a, a Billy Jean still. Dirty Diana vibe
1: Billy Jean Dirty Diana the yeah. two songs I've referenced yeah. absolutely it does
0: and here's the chorus though hey, hey. Billie <laughs> yeah Billie Jean
2: not- yeah,
0: this is a good look, chorus. Man, this is—I just this is more like it. This okay. song, man, that dirty slinky bass at the start. Fucking love this. Love this pre-chorus. Uh-huh. Love this massive chorus. Feels like a Michael Jackson song. Sure. I mean, we're in hee hee central.
1: Oh, it, aren't we though? Yeah. There's so much of that, right? It, look, it's still too long—six and a half minutes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's ridiculous, right? But this is a song. This is this is an album track, and you can imagine that there's a fucking great single cut of oh. like this.
1: Maybe so, yeah, true. The radio edit would be much better.
0: Yeah, this is my favourite song on the album so far.
1: Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, no, this is really catchy. Uh, Again, the verses don't do an awful lot for me at all. It's it's killing time until you get to the chorus. I
0: kind of almost... In a pop song, that's sometimes almost an advantage, though. Yeah. I mean, it kind of almost sometimes is. Sometimes waiting, just a little kind of tease until you fucking bring up to that big bit.
1: Yeah. You know. I, I, I don't agree. Well, I think sometimes, but, uh, I,
0: think sometimes uh, I think sometimes a good pop song is a great chorus delivery Yeah. Moment. and you've got a great pre-chorus in this as well. So it's like, you uh, know. yeah,
1: no, the pre-chorus and the chorus are, the, are the, the saviors. And lyrically, it's about Michael Jackson how he's being cheated on, mm-hmm. and he wants to know who it was with.
0: Yeah, is it his brother?
1: Is it his brother? Yeah, is it with, my Michael? Which one? Is it yeah Which of the Jackson five has... uh, Is it Macaulay Culkin? Uh, Probably. Elizabeth Taylor. Um, And the video for this was another famous video director. This is the David Fincher one. Yeah. Uh, So it's another big, long video. It's got Yasmin Le Bon in it as the the girlfriend stroke call girl in 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 that role. It's very stylish, as Mm -hmm. you'd expect from David uh, Fincher. Fincher. I think the last time we talked about him was whenever he did Madonna's... um, express yourself video yeah and that in the, the kind of the tar block yeah 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 uh it looks similar to that in a lot of ways it's very black shiny, and white, shiny yeah. all that sort of stuff but um it looks very different to remember the time Tom yeah i'm single it looks different to black and white the john landis um because it looks more like a pirelli ad i guess yeah fair um, enough. Shiny, uh, shiny 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 um it, it's, it's a good video it's cheesy in the story that it's telling because it's having to tie itself to this and try and just Mm -hmm. do the narrative but it looks really cool
0: Um, but uh, yeah I think this is a good tune Uh, my favourite song on this album so far okay
1: which at track 9 surely that is not a good uh, statement to be saying about this album get to track 9 until it's your favourite one yeah I
0: mean yes and I mean it says says something about the tracking of the album well that too Um, but it, it, what it also does say is I kind of there was, there was points in this up till this point I was thinking oh fucking hell I'm just going to be over now because now I'm going to put anything good at the back end of oh it. that's also true okay So it just keeps you there so it's like okay we're on track 9 and you know I'm not having the best time with this record so mm-hmm. far it's got to be said mm-hmm. uh, but you know it's nice to hit a high note now okay
1: no that's a, that's a good point actually at least it's not totally front loaded and you're bored by the end exactly yeah.
0: so we'll do, we'll do one more yeah. on this section so it's number 10 this one's called Give In To Me which is an unfortunate name in wow. circumstances,
1: indeed. And this this was a single, surprisingly enough. This yeah. is the seventh single, We've got number two.
0: And that's that is smash playing guitar on this.
1: Yes. And this also reminds me of very Diana.
0: We're, yeah, too. We're, we're back in rock ballads territory. Yeah. And look, right, you know, whether this is a great song or not, I like him in this mode. Oh, I see. Yeah. I, I, I'm predisposed. I'm predisposed to like Michael Jackson in this style right? okay. and you know the feeling I'm getting from this record is the further Teddy Riley is away from these songs generally the better they are well indeed what
1: we've, I suppose we've almost been able to split it so far the first what five songs oh, listen to that
0: and I oh yeah that's, that's a good chorus oh, he's just got that good fucking rock voice hasn't he sure it's like you know like when Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas all of a sudden rips a fucking rock song out and you're like oh fucking hell yeah I forget you can do exactly this exactly
1: sing yeah now the chorus is very catchy but yeah. for me it just reminds me of other better Michael Jackson. Songs. Oh, I know what you're
0: saying that. Like, I mean look I mean Slash as well is in full on like fucking Eddie Van Halen mode on this guitar. Right, like, yeah. you hear him playing, it's like, oh, and you're doing all those fucking little Van Halen
1: I see. Okay. Whittles.
0: Um For me this is a solid album track, uh-huh. less lesser single.
1: Fair. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I see your point on that. Yeah. I suppose and it was the seventh single, they didn't rush out with it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um yeah I think this is okay. It's kind of a slower and grittier feel to it. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't you know, it doesn't make me excited at all. I think this is absolutely fine. Decent chorus, not really interested in the verses. Yeah. Not particularly interested in Slash's playing. I think it's it could could be anyone. It don't doesn't sound like a big star to me. Right. Um but it's all right. I mean to be fair, he was
0: scagged out of his mind oh, at this point. Ridiculous. Anyway, so look, um Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm warmer on that than you are. Fine. That that, that uh, I've I've Fine. got a little star by that one. That's one of my that's one of my uh, upper echelon right? ones. Yeah. Okay. I, I I also completely understand your criticism. Uh, I think everything you've said is is fair. <laughs> uh, I just I'm just I guess more prepared to let that go. Right. And you know, that's, and that's based on personal preference.
1: Indeed, and presumably the fact that a you were into this when you were 16, yeah, 15 rather. Uh, and had a, a relationship with it then. And you're also a big Guns N' Roses fan. Yeah. So you I, I, t- those I, two I, things. I, I
0: think the chorus is is good enough.
1: The chorus I- is, is good. Uh, it is. Um, in The video for this, both Slash and Gilby Clark are in the video. Nice. As is uh, Living Colors bassist, Moz Skillings. Nice. Yeah, no, although I don't think he plays on this song at all. I looked at the people who play on it. And again, this is all just studio producers. Right. But for some reason, they got him in the video. And Fair he, looks, enough. he looks very cool. And it's weird because Slash doesn't have a hat on in this video either. You can actually see his face. Oh, that's fucking crazy, isn't it? It was very strange. No one wants that. Oh, God, no.
0: Anyway, on the subject of Slash, uh, before we do the singles, I'm going to have her a piss.
1: So, yeah, let's look at the singles this week. Uh, top ten, there's a few changes, but uh, not a great deal. Number ten is Diana Ross, When You Tell Me That You Love Me. All right. Which is typical Diana Ross. Yeah. Um, number nine... New entry is Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. So okay. that's the first time we've seen that. It was released uh, the same week as Jackson, number nine into the charts.
0: So. I, I, don't, I don't. The weird thing about Smells Like Teen Spirit is I don't remember it coming out.
1: Oh, no, I remember. I bought it the week it came out. Uh, I bought the seven inch. Which I've not lost. I yeah. suspect someone fucking nicked.
0: Yeah, So uh, yeah. well, I, yeah. you must be fucked off about that.
1: Oh, I really am. And we covered that in the special, I suppose. Yeah, it's a pain in the arse. But no, I love this, uh, obviously. Oh, I this. stole it. <laughs> <laughs> Twat. Uh, number eight, Michael Bolton, When a Man Loves a Woman. Uh, seven base heads, is there anybody out there? Six. This is a new entry. See if you remember this one. I mean, you, I guess you'll remember it. See if you can remember who it is.
0: Sounds like M people. To be, to be yeah.
1: to be, to be Chart damped
0: crap. Oh, um. Ah. Uh, didn't remember that first bit at all, but I do remember oh, right. this. I mean, that sounds like Gypsy Woman again to me, yeah, people. it does really sound like Gypsy Woman. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I do read this. I think I was thinking of Gypsy Woman. Oh, I see, okay. (laughs) No, this is Ride Like the Wind by Eastside Beat.
0: No, nah, I'd have nah. never got that, mate. Right. Never got that. I mean, I don't, I think you can say that I wasn't listening to the chart this week because so I don't remember Teen Spirit coming out, so I'm definitely nah. not going to remember you, you were
1: busy because you had the Michael Jackson album and the U2 album. Yeah, to get yeah. On with. yeah. Uh, so that was number six. Number five is Two Unlimited to get ready for this. Number four, Bizarre Inc. playing with knives. Number three, Alternate, activate. Number two, Vic Reeves and the Wondersoft with Dizzy. And number one is Michael Jackson's Black or White. Yeah. So that's where we are in the top ten. Uh, right so similarly to the albums I've done kind of November the end of November through to the end of 1991 for singles this one got to number 12 I love this song this is definitely my favourite song of theirs as well Uh, no. What is it? Extreme. Oh, fucking extreme. It's oh, fuck, of course it is. It's yeah. fucking awesome. Wholehearted. Wholehearted. Yeah, I do. I love this tune. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really catchy. Uh, I, I much prefer this to uh, More Than Words. I mean,
0: more, I, mean I, I, I have look, a soft spot for More Than Words. Oh, for, I have a
1: huge soft spot yeah. for it, but it, that's in a cheesy, ironic way. Yeah. I actually love Whole yeah, yeah, That's yeah. wicked. Uh, this one got to number nine, and I suspect, I mean, you weren't into it at the time, definitely, uh, but you might... Recognize it, and I bought this when it's it came out as well. I bought this single and then the album. I mean, that's very YouTube-y. That's mid Yeah, it really two. is very YouTube-y. But th- that was something that they've been compared to quite often on this album. bells yeah. yeah i mean again you, you didn't like that time we've discussed before you know some of their songs because you've heard the greatest hits a lot it's yeah. James. Oh, james
0: yeah i, I, I could have i'd have took a guess, stab at it being right. james from that moment. right
1: sure this is signed uh, by james and i did i really like this and this was obviously the first thing that they'd done post sit down and post uh, gold mother yeah and it was a different sound for them and they got they some critics for that, and some people saying, "Oh, they've just sound like you too." Yeah. I really liked it; uh, I was a big fan. Uh, some that I'm not going to bother playing. L.A. Guns released "Some Lie for Love." Yeah, that not a fucking it. clue. Yeah. Dela Soul released "Keeping the Faith," which is not Spotify, so I can't be arsed looking for it. No, yeah, yeah. But it's a good, that is a good tune. Um, also, not on Spotify. KLF and Tommy Wynette uh, released "Justified and Ancient," yep. and that got to number two.
0: I thought we did that last week. KLF, nah. I thought I thought, I remember it was mentioning Justified and Ancient. Oh,
1: uh, I no, it was Ancient and Mumu, wasn't it? Exactly. It was them as the Justified Ancients Ancient and Mumi with It's Grim Up North. That's right. Yeah, yeah, one yeah, of their yeah, alter right. egos. Um, this one got to number 17. And we've mentioned this in previous podcasts. And I'll be honest, I wouldn't have recognised this from the intro. No, you you're getting the words. And look at the look, concentration on Dave's face. is brilliant. Come on,
2: get some, in yeah. There you go,
0: yeah, Martica, you fucking, you go. yeah. My tea, my I was on that fucking ice, princey... Uh, right, so, yeah. obviously, indeed, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's out this time period. Number 17. This another one. This got to number six at some point. Fuck me, I remember this. Bit. And I remember laughing like this Ooh,
2: everything I do, I
1: do for you. this is post uh, Brian Adams no, yeah, everything yeah. I do
0: oh yeah this this was on the car advert wasn't it yeah yeah Everything we do is driven by you.
1: It's driven by you, yeah, 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 yeah. by... Oh, I fucking,
0: uh, who was it? fucking Brian, Brian May. Brian May, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. exactly, yeah.
1: That is dreadful. That is terrible, yeah. this Absolute crap. That is terrible, yeah. yeah. But it's just, it is also very surprising that he dared release a song with that intro after Brian Adams had been number one for 16 weeks. Uh, I
0: mean, yeah, other things on his mind, it mate. Didn't.
1: Well, true enough, actually. Uh, number 25...
0: prince yeah and uh, this is um uh um uh one of my fucking favorites what's it called um do, 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 diamonds and pearls it is diamonds yeah, and yeah.
1: pearls yeah, yeah. Do, i think do, 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 see, do. i don't like this so i love this tune. yeah i i get it's all right but i just don't like the sound of it i love the size i think yeah fair enough yeah, i love it um and then the only other one I've got and we've, we've kind of talked about it already a little bit Fly yeah nope.
0: oh sorry so Mysterious
1: Ways Mysterious swag, swag. yeah um, on your knees boy it, quite so yeah this single was released in that time period uh, it got to number 13 so not as good. I fucking hit. thought it was in the top 10 Yeah, apparently not number 13 pick
0: if you want to I love that song man if you want to kiss the sky you better yeah. learn how to kneel Yes. Yeah. Oh, new knees boy yeah nice no, but well, there you go
1: that's, that's all I have really for singles in this time period
0: some good stuff yeah. and, uh, right, Martin, I'm, sorry I'm just too busy enjoying this I'm going to stop it
1: though, so there you go about right. yours much better than the albums, put it that way.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I think yeah. that's fair to say. No, I
1: suppose you got more scope. You can release a single yeah. in the Christmas period and it still do well. You don't have to base an album off it.
0: Fucking, I mean, who fucking, I mean, who was managing that U2 campaign? They should be shot. <laughs> I know. You don't but get no, myst- you don't get mysterious ways into the top ten. Yeah. Prick. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, let's do the back end of this record. Right. We've got four more to go. Okay. So (laughs) this one makes me laugh. Actually, next one's uh, called uh, "Will You Be There."
1: Oh right. Okay. So this is seven minutes forty. Yeah. Because it's got two minutes of this big classical music intro. Yeah. So I'm going to skip this. Well, no. No.
0: I, I. What this reminds me of. Okay. Okay. You know what this reminds me of? The omen. No, no, no. Wait. Okay. Um let, let's just um I'll I'll just play it for you. So, okay, this is what this reminds me of. See if you get it from this.
1: All right. Swelling strings. Yeah. All right. Uh Oh fuck me! <laughs> <laughs> I would not have got. I don't remember that intro. though.
0: Nah, yes. Right, okay. <laughs> so when I was listening to this, I was just like, Mega this Death. is just what this fucking reminds me of." Megadeth Symphony of Destruction. Yeah, yeah. Fuck sake. <laughs>
1: right. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, Different different sides of a, a coin, possibly. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of willing it to do that, if the truth be told.
2: <laughs> well. So, so
0: yeah. So we can go through, right? Because because you don't need the intro, do you? It's lovely. But it's, it feels very much tacked on. Oh
1: god, it's superfluous. Yeah, it's so fucking superfluous. superfluous. Yes, yeah. mate. But um, well, okay, let, let's see if we can get to where it actually begins the song. So yeah. let me cue it up here, right. So here you go. This is where it actually starts that little piano bit. And, and that
0: piano is nice. It is nice. I like, I like that look, yeah. kind of shuffling beat. And then we get this this gospel chorus coming in feels a bit Graceland, I think. Oh, okay. You Wait, know I'm, I'm
1: along the Man in the Mirror lines on this. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that but, kind of... Like
2: Jordan, I
0: thee, See, I think that is a fucking great Michael Jackson vocal. Yeah, I do too. I think that's just a beautiful Michael Jackson vocal. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm not sure why he's, you know, putting all this religious iconography into it. Oh, uh, yeah, you I know. He's basically saying, yeah, yeah, probably looking for forgiveness well yeah um,
0: and then it's let, this, this build this swell builds. yeah yeah. but then there's there's a bit in this ne- when you get into the into the next uh, kind of big vocal delivered right uh-huh. and he just does that fucking but I'm only human all right this, 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 this I fucking love this one. Told, told me. me. Uh huh. should be. Right, that okay. is that okay, no, okay. that line yeah. that delivery on that line that's everything like that I fucking loved about Michael Jackson that kind of fucking powerful mm-hmm. but really fucking vulnerable like conflicted yeah, yeah. it's just all there in that vocal and it, like literally in that fucking line okay. you kind of go this is why you're Michael Jackson right this right. is you're Michael Jackson and nobody else is there's just something about it and the way it sits in the rest of this I just think it's fucking I like great.
1: this build up too yeah yeah. Yeah, it's a big swell through. Right, yeah. this is, as we have said, a long song. Yeah. It's building and building. Key change. Yeah, yep, the first key change in this song. Gospel choir in the background.
0: And again, like you know, this is so far away from that New Jack Swing sound. This is this is a very very classic kind of gospel tune. A real uh-huh. kind of classical arrangement. And he's at his absolute best on it.
1: And then there's another key change. Yeah. Bam. And right, this is the one for me. Yeah. Where I'm going, it's similar to how you were before, I'm going. This is so dumb. This is so yeah. obvious. Yeah. And I'm loving it. I love this, this man. This is brilliant.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even. I'm not even with the fucking dumbness on this. I'm just. I'm like. I, I'm, I'm Hold on my... one second. Yeah. Key yeah. change, yeah. Like, of course, man.
2: <laughs> Third one. Yeah. Oh, magic. Oh.
1: Right. Sure. No, I think this is. I, I would call this a guilty pleasure because it's so ridiculous. I mean, it
0: is it's, i mean, it is but, overblown, but, I, you know, this I'm like...
1: Great. It's got me. It's re- just yeah. swept me along with it.
0: Big spiritual number. And you're like, yeah. fucking, I wish you'd done a bit more of this.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, what I wish he had done less of in this song is that spoken word outro. Yeah. That, that stuff I where mean, he's, he's kind of whinging a little bit about I, how bad stuff is for him.
0: There's there's nothing there's nothing that you can there's there's not a track on this album that you, that wouldn't be better sh- or shorter. No, fair enough. I don't yeah, think. Fucking, well, this I'm, is
1: 7 minutes 40. This is the longest song in Jackson's solo career. Yeah. But that's because it's got 2 minutes of that uh the Beethoven stuff at the beginning yeah. and it's got an entirely unnecessary minute at the end where he's in this trembling voice where he sounds like he's nearly crying talking yeah. about the state of the world I agree and yeah. it's and,
0: it, and that's too much and it stops it from being you know like a fucking perfect song in, indeed yeah when you know we're not at the point of this man's career that he's going to be able to produce perfection no because no one can tell him to shut up and no. he's mental <laughs> he's fucking off it <laughs> he's so mental he is mental <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit whether you like him whether you think you're innocent oh. or guilty at this point He's fucking nuts, right? Yeah, there's no like, not even not, not even not like, necessary clinically, but just m- the kind of mental that money get, make will make you. Well, that right?
1: that he is buying the skeleton of the elephant man for a yeah. laugh. Yeah, that he is living in a fairground. Yeah. yeah, But if he's writing songs like this, yeah,
0: every so often you oh, go,
1: "Oh, you live in a fucking fairground, there, mate. Have a have a blast."
0: Um. Right. So then, track number twelve is called. Uh, yeah. Oh, you got anything else on this uh, one?
1: Oh. Now, the only other thing I have about this is that uh, because it was released as a song in Free Willy. Right. Insert own jokes yeah, here. Um, the video for it is lots of footage from Free Willy, which may, may not be able to watch it in case there was a shark.
0: Uh, I don't think there are any
1: sharks. No, I'm pretty sure there aren't. Right. It's about a fucking whale. Yeah. But it's a lot of underwater footage.
0: I've always thought that Free Willy um, should have had a subtitle, which was with tokens from special packets <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like Wheat
1: effects <laughs> brilliant uh, yeah no, I, I really like that it, like, like I say it reminds me of Man in the Mirror for the, the big choir and the key changes but yes okay let's do the next one right so track 12 is Keep the Faith cool and this one uh, I, you know, I mentioned Man in the Mirror on the last yep. one this is this is cool. written by two people Cedar Garrett uh, Sada Saida Garret, Saida yeah. Garrett and Glenn Ballard, who co-wrote "Man in the Mirror" with oh, Jackson. Nice. Co-
0: yeah, so and Saida Garrett was obviously on "I Just Can't Stop Loving You" as well, which was
1: yeah, oh yeah, yeah, she was well, yeah. yeah, she sang on that one. Yeah, she was a nice. duet, wasn't it? Um, so this is another kind of another gospel choir tinged one. Yep, yeah, got infused. I've written. Oh yes. Um, Just, that, that sounds very kind of 80s pop to me yeah. that, that but,
0: but what you have got as you go in is you have got some of those new Jack Swing kind of crash breaks oh I see Yeah, they're, sit underneath okay, the, yeah, yeah. coming through and, and whereas before the, we've had a lot of examples of the two worlds not mir- yeah. matching up at all this one everything kind of sits quite nicely together I think
1: it sounds fine but it it doesn't sound like New Jack Swing to me I can see what you're saying that there's an element there but it doesn't sound like a New Jack Swing song
0: but but it certainly has got those elements to it oh yeah Uh, yeah sure you know okay you know
1: you can hear it in there
0: you know what I mean I I mean for me I mean I I think this one is is another good song I mean when you get towards the end of the track and he's he's doing those fast vocals, and he's and they're doing the trade-offs between Michael Jackson and the choir. Mm-hmm. I think those bits are fucking sublime. I think the, they're all
1: really, oh, right. Really they're good. nice. Um, this doesn't get me as much. I think it's nice, but it doesn't. I get see. Me I, as much.
0: I mean, to be honest with you, I'm at the point where I'm I'm really happy that this just isn't another big New Jack Swing song. Sure. It sounds really yeah. distinctly Michael Jackson, and I really, yeah, uh, you know, for me, this, you know, this part of the album. You know, we've had "Who is it?" "Give in to me." Mm-hmm. "Will you be there?" Mm-hmm. And now, "Keep the faith." It's, it's a solid run. It's like five tracks. So I'm like, "Oh, I like all of these."
1: Right, and it's like With, it's, it to is a very, varying degrees. To, to varying degrees, but it is. You can almost say this is an album of two halves, can't you? This, you know, yeah. that first half is Teddy Riley all over. Yeah. This second half that we're seeing now is very different sound. Yeah, but it's strange that he's done that. The tracking wise, it's just pushed all this one way and everything else the other way. But it means you got, like you say, a run of five. Yeah,
0: and and, you know, I remember from this album coming out. You know, I I I don't remember making that differentiation in my head, being like, "These sound so different." You just take it as a because I guess because that sounds more ubiquitous at the time. So it's a pop music sound. True, but now. So I just think that this side of the record has aged so much better because it's not so kind of zeitgeisty. It's not Not so the latest thing,
1: you know. Um, Okay, well, this one I think is perfectly okay, but it doesn't uh, grab me in the same way that other ones have done. I think the chorus is better than the verse, but it's not a big enough chorus. That I'm going to go away and want to listen ah, to okay. again. I
0: I really like this. Um, okay. I I certainly like it more than you do. Yeah. Uh, and for me, like I say, it's those that, that stuff at the end. The, those vocal trades. That that to me is just like oh, it's so Something good. Get it's, you there. it's really really well done. Okay, well let's let's do the next track, yes, which they... is called "Gone Too Soon." Right.
1: And this is the only song where Jackson doesn't have a writing credit. because this is not his song. No, this is a cover. This is a cover. Neil Morwick mm-hmm. song. Yes. Uh, this was the ninth and final single Uh, it was released on December 1st 1993 which was World AIDS Day and uh, it was released as a tribute to Ryan White who was um, a teenager in the States who was expelled from his school
0: because he had HIV. Yeah, he got yeah. it. He was a hemophiliac. Got it through a blood transfusion. Right. This was that's quite key because that's almost in the the old days of good and bad AIDS, isn't it? Well, oh, right, sure. Yeah. yeah. Mate, I mean, I tell you what. Right, I write these notes in a hurry sometimes. Yeah. And just just read what my first note is on this. <laughs> Tribute to an AIDS kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I I didn't even do that on purpose. Right. <laughs> I just wrote that down just to remind me. I see. What's fucking wrong with me? Oh God's sake. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, is, right, i mean i don't love this this is awful it's,
1: I it's fucking dreadful i don't think it's dreadful oh, think right it's, dreadful. It's, it's
0: it's very disney it's yeah. very it's very disney and look man i've put you've i've put you'd have to have a cold cold heart to hate it there we go and there we go right? hi my name's christer <laughs> <laughs> right because yeah. you know it is it is uh you know it's a lovely oh it's very worthy and it what it, what i can it see feels it feels quite heartfelt as well
1: it does and i can see it working Dionne Warwick singing it in 1983, which was when it was done it was on a tv special yeah. and it was dedicated to a lot of people who'd passed like people like John Belushi and yeah. Karen Carpenter but also people like Marvin Gaye but it
0: feels and, like a Karen Carpenter gone song there. gone too soon but it like, does? even the title yeah. gone too soon yeah I mean, it, feel, it feels it uh, feels like a carpenter song so am uh, I'm, I'm surprised that you're as down as you are because that's more your sound than mine
1: yeah and to be honest i've not heard the Dionne Warwick version maybe i'd enjoy that more mm-hmm. I think this is simpering and balls. This is nothing I want at all. You
0: just want him to man the fuck up. He can't, can't win, can he? If he acts nope. too tough, you, 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 this is toxic masculinity. <laughs> Left, right, I'm Chris. No, no wonder. <laughs>
1: uh, Usher signed this at Michael Jackson's funeral in 2009. Okay. So, kind of, again, completing that circle. Yeah, uh, you know, Daryl Warwick singing it. Uh, Michael Jackson saw it at the time. He said that it made him cry, and he always wanted to record it. Recorded it for a specific purpose in '91. Mm-hmm. Died. Yeah. Had it sung at his funeral.
0: I mean, to be fair, man. I mean, like, if you were, if you, if, if there is any act in the last fucking twenty years that owes their entire career to Michael Jackson, it's Usher. Yeah, true. I mean, from the dancing upwards.
1: Yeah. Oh, the, the dance moves are straight MJ all the way. Yeah. Uh, the, the only thing I do like about this song is that um, on instruments, we've got David Page, Page? Page? and Steve Procaro, both from Toto, yep. on instruments again in this. Fair enough. But I frankly think that they are doing themselves a disservice and they've disappointed me by being on it. But at least they've got themselves a bit of work. I think you're being a little bit too harsh on this. Song. Uh, maybe I, I I'm not. I'm not, better, guess, look, nah.
0: I'm not going to be put, you know putting it on playlists. But I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is, man. It's a tribute to a dead kid. Yeah. Why oh, would you want it to have a fucking massive guitar solo? <laughs> <Don't fucking> yeah. Would <laughs> you sound like Slipknot? <laughs> no, that wouldn't be for me. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do the last track on the album. This one's called Dangerous. Okay, it's a title track. I should tell you, I, should, I, should, I should tell that story actually. Yeah, uh, my favourite story about this oh, yeah. album is uh, back when we were kids, my friend Ben uh, and I, we we used, we used to enjoy making prank calls, which I realise isn't big or clever, mm. right? But uh, I remember he he found an advert in the Friday ad, someone that was selling uh, Michael Jackson dangerous tour jackets, uh-huh. and he phoned him up and asked him exactly how dangerous those jackets were.
1: <laughs> well, like a scale of one to ten. Oh,
0: they just got Michael Jackson on the back, so the dangerous Helm Ah, oh, sorry, I oh, I thought you meant like they had like razors in the pockets or something.
1: <laughs> they were probably really flammable, <laughs> if that helps. <laughs> I it always made me laugh. Oh God this is track 14 it's the last track and it's the title track
0: yeah I mean I've described this track as Dirty Diana mm-hmm. The Belmont of years.
1: okay but well, again we're back into the Teddy Riley production definitely aren't we yeah
0: we definitely are and again dated lightweight in comparison yeah too long seven
1: minutes long mate. yeah
0: this is a really weird way to win. Like, I, this yeah. is this is. I'm. I think it's a real shame that they put this track at the end because I think, you know, like, why wouldn't you put, you know, why wouldn't you end on something like, um, will you be there, which has got that massive overture, swell. Yeah. That's that's an overture of a song. surely, yeah. right? Yeah, that's an epic. And, and you know, you've built and you've built and you've had this really nice run. Then you put this at the end, and this is just. <laughs> really it's
1: nothing and this is another one where the last minute and a half is just that beat yeah until it decides to stop
0: this is i mean of whatever your criticisms or feelings about this album, surely no one can think that this is a, a an album that's been sequenced well
1: no no well i mean for me i would probably take maybe three or four songs off entirely.
0: Oh, well, I would as well. I mean... And
1: then mix it up a bit more.
0: You know, I mean, I would open this album with something like Black or White. Black or White would be the obvious one. Yeah. I mean,
1: it was the first single, and it's an obvious first single, because it's a really big... Stick in your head, of course. I yeah. don't like it, but mm-hmm. it's it sticks in your head. That's the obvious one to yeah. open with.
0: You know, I I think this album could have been much. Okay, look, we we, have we got anything else to say on Dangerous? Particularly oh, Dangerous.
1: Uh, only, the only fact I find that apparently it was written about the same time as a lot of stuff from Bad. Right. Um, obviously, the version of that doesn't sound like this one because he essentially said to Teddy Riley I've got this song yeah can you make it a Teddy Riley version mm-hmm. of this song and that's what's happened yeah so it, it's, it is it's a song that's probably five years old at this point mm-hmm. so Michael Jackson had sex with it yeah
0: I'm so sorry I mean the clue is in the question <laughs> it's called dangerous, dangerous. <laughs> doesn't, say, doesn't say who to
2: Oh god!
1: I literally just thought of that as well. I'm so sorry. As <laughs> I was saying, that was very good, mate. Uh, I enjoyed
0: that Yeah, you, doing. Um, yeah I got <laughs> nothing else. I got nothing else. All right, let, let's let, let's do let's do the the the, uh, the breakdown of this yeah. album. I mean, it's a fucking mixed bag. It's so, a very mixed bag. Very yeah, very mixed. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I was by the time we were about track five. Mm. Uh, I was pretty much ready to write it off. I was like, "Oh, it's going to all be this, right?" Yeah. Like, because I hadn't really remembered it, and I'm pleasantly surprised by the back half of this record. True.
1: No, that, that it makes a difference that there is something else because, like yourself, if it had all been New Jack Swing, yeah. I would have gone, "Well, I don't want this at all." No,
0: because it's you know, and again, you know, I don't think this is good New Jack Swing.
1: Right. Sure. Yeah. For for someone for yourself who was a fan of some of that stuff, yeah, that you'd have been disappointed if this is what. Your one of your favourite artists was doing in that genre like oh come on mate
0: like I say I, I think he made a massive mistake by going down this zeitgeisty route uh-huh. I think he was you know he was trying to you know kind of turn change his image or or, or something to be something he never could or would be
1: Right? no indeed yeah. and it you, you, you makes me wonder what this album would have sounded like with Quincy Jones at production
0: I mean that, that was the the no. number one question that was running through my head throughout it's like I yeah. wish you know uh, for me you can lose pretty much every new Jack Swing song on there mm-hmm. and have a better record okay for me if you kept black or white kept in the closet yeah. and you kept remember the time right lost all the other things
1: Right, there. like the first three of those, yeah. the first three tracks. Right, I mean, for me, I wasn't disappointed by this album because I had absolutely zero expectation that I was going to like it. Okay, I was pretty sure that I was going to be not a fan of this. Okay, um, so I wasn't disappointed. Would you say you were disappointed on a relisten? Uh,
0: yeah, I am. Okay, I, 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 I was hoping. I was hoping. I mean, it is it, like on a serious note. It yeah. is more difficult to listen to Michael Jackson songs these days because yeah. there is that. You know. There, there is uh, that caveat of, oh uh, fuck, am I enabling something that was not great? You know, I'm not. You know, right. I'm never gonna put on a Gary Glitter record. Right. I'm never gonna put. I'm, I'm never gonna put that on. Right. I'm not gonna listen to the Lost Prophets. Right. Right. But I will still listen to Michael Jackson. Okay. Well, I, well, yeah, what I'm saying is, I'm not listening to that stuff. Uh, you, but <sighs> I do actually sometimes listen to Shinobi vs. Dragon Name. That's not yeah. entirely true. But. I was hoping to go back and to kind of find something, some memories from mm. listening to this album a lot. You know, in a way, it maybe in a way that Nirvana and all this reminds me is that this was really the end for me and Michael Jackson. Right, and sure. and in a little way, that's a little bit bittersweet for me because that was kind of a growing up thing. And this oh, is a kind of a of coming and age thing, like kind of letting go of that stuff. Yeah, was it's a little bit. Oh yeah, I kind of grew up and I changed then. So well, I do yeah. see that. A if bit. you
1: it, it, this is it. If you could plot, you know, the albums you bought and were listening to on a chart, yeah, uh, this would be at the end of nineteen ninety one. This would be probably the last one of, of that, the vestiges of that very pop sensibility yeah, yeah. that you were really into.
0: Exactly. And that's kind of almost outside. the point of this fucking podcast well, in yeah. some ways, you know? Well,
1: yeah. I, I must admit, I didn't get much out of this. I got a couple yeah. that I very much enjoyed mm-hmm. um, and I had a lot where I
0: thought, nah. Okay. So let's go through and... so uh, Right, so I mean, songs for the playlist, yeah? Yes, songs for the playlist. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, you
1: see... The one I enjoyed most is the one that I think is one of the most ridiculous ones is Will You Be There? You know, I, I did enjoy that. I can't justify putting in a seven and a half minute song in the playlist. But if we find a radio edit.
0: I mean, is there a radio edit? I don't know. I mean, I I, sure. I I love that song. It's one of my favourite ones on yeah. there. Um, I mean, let me... I'll, I'll, so
1: I would put a case for that. I'd okay. put forward that. I,
0: I, wouldn't, I wouldn't argue that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd put it on a seven minutes and fucking oh, really? people Just can do deal it. with it. <laughs> Mate, you've got a fast-forward button, you know how yeah, it works.
1: True. true. Uh, what would your other ones be?
0: In the Closet, I would make a case yep. for. Great tune. Uh, remember the Time, which I know you weren't Not as I into. I keen. Uh, who is it would be probably my first choice. Okay, yep. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I'm. I mean, I like. I think Who is it is my favourite track on this record. I think that is. Yeah, it is again. It's too long. It's seven minutes. But if we put, we've you know, the only three and a half minute one is uh, mm-hmm. gone too soon, and we're not putting that no, fucking, fucking shit. No way. Right, no. given to me. I quite like. Um, mm. And I like keep the faith as well. Okay, but, sure. I mean, if I if I was making a. I mean, what are we saying? Two tracks on this, Max, or are we? I'm happy to do three,
1: right? If if it puts some of your other favorite ones in, because I well, don't have strong feelings on any of them except "Will You Be There." Okay. I, but I I do like "Who Is It," and I like "In the Closet."
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say "Who Is It." I think we should put on.
1: Okay, so that, that's fine. So there's so "Who Is It," and "Will You Be There." Are you saying those two? Yeah, I mean, okay, that, so... that's
0: 14 minutes, of Michael Jackson. No, totally fine, and people know. Remember the time.
1: Honestly, I wouldn't do remember the time. Yeah, I don't exactly. Like it. And look, like, no, in the closet would be the other one that I would be okay. And with. I, and I think
0: again, I I like in the closet with reservations. I think yeah. it's I think it's a song of great bits, but it's not a hundred percent great composition. It was okay. just the best one at that at, at in that, that point.
1: period of the album. Yeah. Okay. Well, so stick with the two. Yeah. Yeah. Stick with the two. Let's go with that. Done. done Guys, done, if done.
0: you've got any memories of uh, this album uh, pl- or Michael Jackson in repressed. general, repressed, repressed. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you, if you, I mean, there are numbers you can find <laughs> uh but you know getting to i mean i forgot to do the shout out on twitter this week because i had the shits oh yeah quite uh, do that. i normally mm. do that uh, but i've yeah been, i've been sh- i've been shitting and puking this week cool so, right. guys thank you so much for uh uh being with us through 1991 we've yeah. had an absolute blast and numbers have risen and feels like there's a few of you that are with us now that weren't at the start hope you've got something out of 1991 mm. let us know uh, what you've thought in general, and yeah, as I say, we're going to be uh, back with special next week on our favourite hip hop records of 1991 with our friend Rob Mulholland. Indeed, special guest. Yeah, yeah, um, comedian
1: and hip hop fan.
0: I mean, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't uh, recorded it yet, so I mean, he might be ill on the day, or, hmm. or just fucking flake on us. Yeah, Who knows? We'll see. But yeah, that's happening, uh, and then we'll have our basically a roundup of which will probably be a two part. I would imagine probably- of 1991. We're going to do our top. F- top 5 or top 10 we well, I imagine we'll do yet.
1: do a top 10 overall yeah yeah, and do, do a couple of parts of that yeah so
0: like we did with the, with, with the previous one uh, and then yeah we'll probably have a couple of weeks off and we will be back with 1992 yeah indeed, that's um, is the that camp. the best year for music ever made we will see is it okay well that's guys, it for now though and uh, yeah um, I was about to miss you Merry Christmas but this is coming out after Christmas so fucking yeah, I won't up yours up your ass nice one take care guys bye bye
1: Thank you for checking out this episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. It was produced and edited by us, for which we can only apologise. We're on Twitter, at PCL Podcast, on Instagram, also at PCL Podcast, and Facebook.com slash PCL Podcast. All of these, plus links to our various Spotify playlists, etc., are on our website, which is PCLPodcast.com. Please feel free to get in contact via any of the social media or on pclmusicpodcast at gmail.com.